What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you, but real quick, you know what we got to do. Have a quick word from our sponsors. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of this podcast. That's right. Experience the madness in full HD on Vimeo for 99 cents an episode or $6 a month. Get you all 95 episodes on limited streaming. I'm adding new episodes all the time, so come check them out at www.anwd.net slash videos. Once again, this www.anwd.net slash videos. We're also brought to you by my Twitch stream. That's right. I am Twitch streaming five nights a week now. Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I am on Twitch playing various games. Come hang out in the chat and make me do some shots at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Once again, that's twitch.tv slash Slayer. Link is in the show description too. Come hang out. And last but not least, we're brought to you by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, Vinyl Me Please has one album that's essential to the modern vinyl collection and sends it to its members monthly. And Vinyl Me Please isn't like record of the month clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel any time. Each album comes with exclusives like bonus tracks, inserts, and color variants. It also comes with an album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. I love Vinyl Me Please. They've been a sponsor for a long time. If you have a record player and you were not a member of Vinyl Me Please, what is wrong with you? Do you hate yourself? So join Vinyl Me Please today at www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. My guest this week is my homie, Pierre Vincent. Pierre is a tour production manager, a porn production manager. We go way back. We have been to a lot of conventions and a lot of shows together. He is one of my favorite people to drink with. Him and I have not seen each other in a couple of years, so it was good to just fucking catch up and bullshit. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. Pierre, how the fuck are you, brother? Bro, it's so good to see you, man. It's Matt. so good to see you. It's so good. Fuck, it's been literally literally years at this point. Fuck. It's been two years solid. Yeah. Yeah. Because no EVN this year, and the year before that, you were not here. Yeah, I know. So, oh, I want to give you a hug, but it's virtual. I so know, man. I know. <laughs> oh, Happy dude. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fucking. Woo. Last night was it fun, but it wasn't like years of old like fucking getting wild and stupid i know i know what is it four zero four yep, zero fucking 40 uh-huh. welcome to the club <laughs> still looking 25 though so who cares? Oh, except for the fucking gray fuck i know me too i'm like come on look at this we used to be good looking <laughs> well and i've definitely put on some pandemic pounds oh. you know what that's the name of the game that's the purpose right here don't worry, after like a good plague, like we'll just go back to medieval beauty standards where like being fat is a sign of wealth. It's a Viking style, <laughs> yeah, you know? Like, yeah, go. Like they say I Texas eat, fit. I eat. I eat. Like, yeah, you know, I'll protect you. I'm Texas fit. 
like Alex Jones. Oh shit. <laughs> oh but yeah, it's awesome seeing you. And uh, thank you for uh, putting me back on the podcast. I know it's hell. I think last time you were on was like AVN 17 or some shit. Yeah, no, 17. That was, uh, yeah, we did the 17 and then 18 we did in uh, the press room. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was just like a quick one, but 17 was the official big one. Yeah, yeah. 17. Oh, dude, it's fucking three years already. Like, where the fuck is time I going? I know. It's insane. It's insane. And this year, the past 2020, it's like, it's been super fast, actually. It, it went fast like this. Oh, yeah. It, it was strange. Like, fast and slow at the same time. Like, it was like all oh, those naps, all those naps. And just like, oh, hey, I wake up and go to my living room and edit. That's, what go, a great life. As oh, I lovingly man. refer to it, I'm just living in my comfy cell. That's it. That's it. When did you start uh, twitching? Uh, in March. Well, like April, April, I started. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's been a good year almost. Yeah, yeah, it literally was one of those things where like a friend of mine who's a DJ was like, oh, hey, I'm starting on Twitch. And I had a Twitch account, but. I had streamed a couple times in 2016 to like nobody watching. Yeah. So I just like never followed up with it. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to be an affiliate. And I'm like, how are you starting off as an affiliate? She's like, oh, if you have a SoundCloud pro account, they automatically bump you to affiliate. It's like a way SoundCloud made a deal with um, Twitch to try to get musicians onto Twitch so they could perform for money Yeah, to make up for the lack of live touring. That's oh. what we did in uh, in June here in Vegas. We started doing live broadcasts for bands and performers out of Twitch, pretty much. Yeah, and and also Facebook simultaneously, you know. And uh, I had a SoundCloud Pro account, so I'm like, okay, instantly bumped to affiliate, and then I started taking it seriously, like a job and shit. Are you gaming, or you do it a whole bunch of stuff? I'm gaming. I'm gaming on there. Yeah, yeah like cool. You can't put this show regularly on Twitch, like. All I'm sudden, sure. All of a sudden, a tip would come out, and I'd lose my account. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oops. The beauty, of, the beauty of freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freedom of speech, unfortunately, doesn't protect you on other people's platforms. So, yep. yeah. Like, hell, Spencer Bradley was here in person doing a show, like, uh, a week and a half ago. And, like, just had a giant wet spot. At one point, just like I'd put her legs up in a pretzel, so showed off. Sadly, she was out of frame, but like her legs were in the air. Oh, epic! And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that would have gotten me kicked off Twitch so fast for sure. But what amazing content, right? <laughs> I mean, that's how we do. But tell me about this fucking the music content you've been doing on Twitch. So we uh, we were pretty much renting a, a studio space, uh, 40,000 square feet. And the goal was to pretty much do multiple bands a week, right? And so we, once Vegas kind of reopened halfway, it was early June, we started doing testing. Once everything was ready to go, we had a couple of bands to test run the whole platform, make sure we were, everything was clear. And we started booking headliners, right? And July, August... Boom, back to shutdown. So we lost pretty much everything we'd done was testing. We had a couple of big local bands, local acts. And uh, once the schedule was ready to go, they shut us down again. Because OSHA randomly popped into the warehouse. We had masks all along. We filled the guidelines. We even had a crew guy testing temperature before you come to the studio, et cetera, et cetera. But still, they shut us down. That sucks. 
I know we were right there, right? We were right there, but it went to trash. So back to OnlyFans. Oh no, not OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, oh no. Are no. you are you editing people's content for them or? Yeah, I'm I'm producing for a bunch of chicks. I'm uh I'm also moderating for them because you know lots of girls are like I don't want to deal with the whole thing. So I'm moderating, producing content, editing content. And the goal is also, you know, like a lot of people uh, created agencies, what I heard, and they take 50% of the revenue. I'm like, you know what? No way. Uh uh-uh. So whatever you need me to handle, I'll do it for you. And 10%. Boom. So they all came, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. It's I a service, that. pretty much. Yeah. And it's a lot of work on your part to only take 10%. Jesus. But you know what? The volume makes it worth it. That's, that's what matters pretty much. I'd rather get 10% of 50 girls or 25 girls than 50% of two, you know? For sure. But it's also like keeping up with 25, 50 girls worth of content is a lot of fucking Definitely. work. But keep in mind, it's also like some girls handle their page and I do moderation. Some girls that just do the content production. So it's a mixed match of everything. Nice. But nice. It, was, it was perfect timing back to back. I didn't really have a, a slow time. And I'm fortunate for that because a lot of people in my industry, like, you know, you know, like it's over. Music's never going to be quite the same. My God. Right now, from what we heard from Live Nation, uh, maybe January 2022. Maybe. Maybe. And also the thing is most of the bands don't want to be the first one. Don't want to be the guinea pig, right? Right. Let's say you go back on the road in July and it pops. You're responsible. Yep. So... Insurance, you know, promoters that want to really take the risk. There's actually not really insurance for promoters against COVID. Right. So there's too many unknown. Well, and also, like, I know Live Nation was talking about, like, temperature checks and, like, fucking all sorts of crazy precautions that just, like, mm, I don't see yep. this working very well. How do you handle that in a bus with a crew guy? You know, like, <laughs> back in the day, you're in a bus, someone gets the flu, the whole tour gets the flu. Yeah. Right. Right now, if it's COVID, you're done. Simple. Yeah. I also heard that uh, so Live Nation Ticketmaster are trying to put something together that if you want to buy a show ticket in the future, you'll either have to prove that you have a vaccine or you have to prove a negative test for 24 hours. I'm like, okay, that's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be full of fraud. Oh, for sure. For sure. 100%. That's what puts to the system the digital ID thing. Because right now, I think when you get the the, the, the COVID vaccine, they give you a card, right? Yeah. You can photo, Photoshop that thing easily. 100%. So I think the digital ID or on your phone, whatever, that's going to come. But you, then it's still like the vaccine is only what? 90, the best one's only 97% effective. Yeah, exactly. And now with these new variations, uh, variations or variants, sorry, my French, uh, the, the, the mutation of the, the virus, it's, they say like the AstraZeneca is now doesn't work against the South African variant. So who knows? So as of now, like a lot of crew guys are suffering. A lot of bands got the PPP, right? Right. So some bands were, were pretty much helping their crew staying afloat, but that's that shit right now. So... Right now, like I know of lighting directors, like dudes that worked with massive headliners, they apply to Home Depot. Well, yeah, especially if like you're a venue employee, not a fucking tour guy. Oh, you're yeah. fucked. You're yeah. done. Yeah, like Live Nation's like, oh, you're furloughed. Have a day. Yeah, goodbye. Yep. Good luck. See you in two years. Maybe. If, maybe. 
I think that's, you put the finger on it too, is the uncertainty, right? We don't know. So even if you try to plan something, the government is going to shut you down. The state is going to shut you down. The, you know, like festival owners are, I know in Europe, they're about to cancel all the summer festivals because uh, Glastonbury just canceled. Therefore, download is going to go down Hellfest. And Hellfest owner pretty much went on the news last month in France. And he was like, well, the problem is like, if we have to reimburse the band's deposits, guarantees or whatnot, the government is not helping us. So that's going to put our festival under and we might not come back ever. It's it's such a drastic shit show. I know, and I, at this point, I'm sure all these festival owners are rewriting their contracts. So, like, you know, Claus is like, "Act of God, we don't have to fucking pay you." That's it, hundred percent. And also now they also said for the headliners, uh, they're going to have to accept twenty percent smaller guarantees. So let's say you get a hundred grand. Right now you get twenty uh, eighty grand. Yeah. Right. And also merch. Back in the day. You were able to cash out your merch the day of. Now, Live Nation most likely is going to retain your merch for three weeks and pay you out. So bands, small size bands, mid-size, they live on the merch right. on the road. So if you retain my money for three weeks, how am I going to pay the bus gasoline? Exactly. That's it. It's a whole bunch of domino effect. You know, there's a whole bunch of mid-size band that play House of Blues capacity type of thing, you know, 1500 to 2000. Those bands make money on the road. You don't go on a road for three years. Goodbye. Done. Yeah. Especially when you have in rock and roll, I don't think people are making huge money off Spotify playlists and shit. No, you make you make nothing. Not not enough to live. Right. And I mean Definitely. no one most people aren't making huge money off Spotify in the first place. But exactly. When you go you know, like, oh hey, we're a rock band. We're not getting heavy fucking playlist rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, rock rock is about merch and fucking live performances. Yeah, we used to live on the road 18 months out of 24 months, you know, two years in a row, 18 months on the road. Like, that's because money of touring, because yeah. you don't get any other source of revenue otherwise. Yeah, I mean, who's buying full albums at this point? Exactly. So I think, like, the headliners will be fine because you have other source of revenue or you're sitting on pallet cash. But the mid-sized bands, they're hurting bad, yeah. really bad. Yeah, the, the small to mid-sized bands or the, the bands that were just getting rolling like, oh, yeah, we were living out of our van and pretty yeah. much making you know deals with small venues to be like, hey, we need gas money and food to the next gig. That's done. Yeah. That's, oh. But, you know, I, I still can't put my head around the everything that made us entertained, right? Music, sports, any kind of entertainment. It's done. You can't even go to a theater to watch a movie. You can in some places, but it's like, why would you? Yeah, that's it. But everything that makes you pretty much a human being on the weekends is shut down. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) 100%. Like, you know, it's still crazy to me that, like, some sports are back. Like, the Super Bowl happened. It's like, okay. In Florida. In Florida. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, most sports are happening in Florida right now. Like, the first (laughs) UFC event back on was in Florida. The WWE was doing all their events in Florida. I know. You know, talking about the UFC, uh, all props to Dana White. He was pretty smart. He didn't stop, right? He did whatever needed to be done to continue and provide UFC every two weeks. Fight Island, all that stuff. Now they do. They, they have the Apex here in Vegas. Yep. So it's like a it's like a pretty much a whole set on the side of their building. 
and they control the environment. There's no crowd, but you can still do pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, and the fucked up part about Abu Dhabi just shut down. So like no fight Island for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy to like, look at how other countries are handling the pandemic compared to us. It's, it's insane. Like, insane. I have a friend in Australia and she's Perth. She's in Perth. One guy popped positive. One, one guy popped positive and they shut the city down for six days. It's nuts. One it's guy, nuts. one guy popped positive, shut the city down for six days and had a list on the government website of where he had possibly been for people to go get tested and be like, Tracking, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. They had actual yeah. tracking on this one dude and shut down the city for six days. I'm like, it's oh, nuts. we are super doing this wrong. I mean, anyone with common sense knew we were doing this wrong in the first place. Because I think here also, you're right, it became politicized. Oh yeah. Well, oh, uh, fuck the mask. You know what I mean? Well, fuck the mask. Also, oh, let's reopen to help the economy instead of just being like, hey, we're gonna have to help people out until shit's under control. 100%. So I'm European, right? I'm Swiss. Uh, my country has a big, like, it's one of the biggest countries in Europe hitting by the COVID-19 thing, the coronavirus. Uh, the government took over payroll on the first phase. The first time it popped, government took over 100% of the payroll for all the companies. And then uh, right now it's kind of, it's getting bad again because the second, you know, mutation, everybody's at home, but they don't lose their wages, right? Their employers still paid their people yeah. here. It's like, good luck. You're on your own. Oh, here's 1200 bucks. There's still 1200, 1200 bucks. We're giving you a hundred dollars a month, basically this year. Oh, um, I know. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck yourselves. Like what? It's crazy. And you see like other countries, I believe South Korea, because uh, in 2015, they had a big SARS epidemic. Right. Right. And so right after they came out of that, they triggered an operation to have every single hospital have vac um, have tests on hands, PPE, all that. When the COVID popped in South Korea, in 15 days, they had it contained. They never even shut down a single day at all. No. Same, I think, in Singapore. They had like 300 cases contained. Boom, we're good to go. New Zealand has like no cases at this point. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, and it's crazy. Like, it's crazy because like, if you're going from New Zealand to Australia, Australia is still like, no, nope, you still have to quarantine for 14 days, even though you're coming from a country with zero cases. And like, America's like, yeah, we're rampant with this shit. Nah, you got to quarantine for 10 when you're coming from out of the country. Yep. Yep. Like, <laughs> I know. And, and there's, there's no enforcement regulations. There's no enforcement like, of it. No, no. I know no. in Canada, it's pretty crazy. One of my friends went back home, right, in Vancouver, BC. And so they have to quarantine for 14 days. And randomly, they have inspectors popping in your house. If you're not there, it's 10,000 Canadian dollars fine. Oh, and with Australia, my friend was telling me, like, if they catch you, like, outside and when you're supposed to be quarantined, like, throwing out the trash. It's because say you're quarantined with a family member. It is a fifty thousand dollar fine, and they will arrest you. Like oh. here, here, like oh, you're rolling around without a mask. People give you dirty <laughs> looks. Law enforcement ain't gonna do shit about it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane, man. I can't believe we lived it. I, I was like, okay, pandemics, it happens. 
The last one was 1919 or whatever, but this one hit hard. It's a full reset. Everything. Well, Bam. we're fucking morons. We're yeah, we're idiots. Just follow the program and be fine with it. All right. Well, it it starts off with the fact that like we initially didn't wear masks because the government's like, oh, you don't need to wear masks because they're afraid that we were going to hoard them. Yep. Because we were hoarding toilet paper because diarrhea was potentially one of the fucking side That's going to help. It's going to help you so much if shit hit the fan. Oh, I got toilet paper, but well, no water. On top of it, I was like, I don't care about hoarding toilet paper. I'm stuck at home. I'll wash my asshole if like I run out of toilet paper. <laughs> Shower right here. Right. I, I'll just wash my asshole. Like buy water, you know, yeah. like and food. Yeah, uh, dumb fucks. And then, oh well, they didn't tell us to wear masks in the first place. This is obviously a political ploy. Like, come on. No, come we on. are selfish children. Yeah. And they decided to make a greater good decision. Oh my god. Here, we've been in this for like a full year, almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. In almost- Europe, in Europe, the summer was fine. And then they peak back up in October and, and November. But yeah. now, like, they're shut down in Europe till March. And now you have riots uh, in the UK, in, in Holland, the Dutch. The Dutch are the most low liberal people. They have everything they need. They're in the streets right now, rioting. The, last week, Amsterdam was on fire. Amsterdam. That's oh, crazy. by the way, no more red light districts. Well, yeah, I can imagine that's uh, not, so health, not so healthy. But they, no, they're not going to reopen it at all. Wow. They're, they're moving it out. It's pretty much they need the real estate money, right? So no more red light district in Amsterdam. Well, I mean, they got to move it somewhere. Yes, but somewhere like out of the touristy area. Well, yeah, but the tourists will go to it. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I'm like, it's for them, it's like, a, well, it's been shut down for a year. People don't need it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I got to see it at least once. I mean, Amsterdam, Amsterdam was not my favorite place in the world anyways, but. It was all right. You know, it's 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 something to do once in your lifetime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went there. I was just kind of like, oh, cool. Um, port, you know, sex workers in windows, and you know, cool. Um, I can't for get, sure. I can't get food late night. In this fucking <laughs> town. Like, oh, hey, bars <laughs> are open till five a.m. Good luck in anything to fucking eat that late. Oh my god! On the road, every time you need, you see on the schedule that you have a day off in Amsterdam. It's it's party time, right? And you have so many crew guys that missed the bus call the next morning. Oh, I bet. <laughs> well, I, re- I referred to Amsterdam as like Europe's Vegas. For sure. People For sure. just go there to get fucking wild and ignorant. That's it. That's it. And now it's all shut down. Uh, coffee shops are only for locals. If you're a tourist, you can't even buy weed or hash anymore. Wow. They, they use this to pretty much change their own policies. But that's crazy to me because, like, so much of their economy is based on tourism. It's crazy. But right now, you know, it's been pretty much shut down for, like, almost a year. They came back in the summer, and now it's back at it till March. They're like, social experiment is working. We don't really need tourism. Well, do they? I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't imagine Amsterdam, like, what all is what else is there in that like local economy besides tourism? There's so much built around tourism there. That's like saying Vegas, sure. Vegas doesn't need tourism. Yeah, no casinos in Vegas. Obviously, Vegas would be a fucking like Vegas is also already not a huge town, and it would be <sighs> it's a village. Yeah, there'd be nothing, nothing there if there wasn't tourism money. 
I'm telling you right now already, there's nothing. Like you have no shows, no entertainment, no sports, nothing. You're like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to my neighborhood sports bar. I can just stay home. Oh, yeah. That's the, the only potential reason I'd even reconsider going back to Vegas at this point. Like, well, I'm not enjoying the benefits of L.A., but I'm definitely paying for it. For sure. Yeah. You have no breaks on that one. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, the comedy scene that like I loved here is part of the reason I lo- yeah, moved here is definitely different. Like, show, mm-hmm. you, know, you can watch a Zoom comedy show, but it's not... Not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, the comedy scene, maybe even when things eventually reopen, maybe wildly different just because a lot of big names have moved to Austin, Texas or other parts of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there'll be still plenty of funny people here that want to write and be in sitcoms and will perform stand up, but it, it may not be the same. I agree. Uh, I agree. It's really like the, the, the virtual everything becomes our way of life right now. And if you look at this in the standpoint of a social experiment, it has been checked, right? It's like, it works. People are okay working from home. Uh, employers don't need real estate offices around the world. You can work in Miami for a German company. As long as your hours match, you're good to go. Like you don't need real estate. You don't need offices. You need workers comp. Everybody works from home. Everything as a, as a test on civilization worked. Yeah, except for the crushing loneliness and the mental health. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely think that smart companies won't go back to offices. Like, if their productivity no. has stayed up, why spend the money on the real estate? That's it. That's exactly it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no need for it. There, uh, I would hate to do this shit in, like, 1918. Can you imagine trying to do this shit in 1918? <sighs> Oof. Have you seen some of the pictures and like there's a couple of YouTube videos about what happened in 1918 is going to have it's pretty much the same format, but hundred years later, dude, it was gnarly over there back then. Like it was gnarly. Well, I mask can imagine. And, mask enforcement. You see people with a, a sign, no mask, go to prison. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? They probably would have, we probably would have gotten through this shit a lot faster if we. It worked. Yeah. It worked. God. But the problem is, you know, there's already like, we well, are already near a boiling point with law enforcement in the first place over the summer. Oh, yeah. So law yeah. enforcement being trying to enforce mass policy probably would put people back in the streets. And then people were screaming, oh, how come it's okay to, you know, protest, but it's not okay to, you know, gather for anything else? Like, <laughs> you dumb fucks. First and foremost. God damn. That's constitutionally protected, first and foremost. But like freedom of speech. Right. (laughs) Secondly, secondly, the more important fact is these people were angry enough that they were going to the streets if they were allowed to or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. People died. Right. (laughs) So if you tell them they're in violation of the law and try to prevent them from gathering when they're already near their boiling point, it's going to just escalate things. It oh, was a you put de- more fuel in the fire. Right. It was a de-escalation tactic to be like, it's cool, protest. Yeah. Be safe. Like, yeah. it's a de-escalation tactic. Unfortunately, some people don't seem to comprehend that. They're just like, oh, why is that cool? But this isn't. Like, okay, if you were going to potentially get violent about not being able to go to the movie theaters, they may <laughs> re-examine that. Or go to church, right. you know what I mean? Like, come on. 
<laughs> well, and that, that that that's also the wild thing. We're like, oh yeah, some judges have ruled that like, oh no no, you can still go to church. Like, oh cool, super spreading like a motherfucker. Come on, it's insane. It's insane. And don't get me wrong, uh, this country gave me everything I have. I'm super blessed. But I was like, wow, you you're, you don't even know where to grab the rope. The the rope is full of lube, right? And you don't know where to grab it. They have no clue. Each state's doing their own thing. Like in Europe, it's like the whole thing is the whole European Union has the same policies. Done. Yep. And it worked. Yeah, I was just Yeah, it was it was it continues to be so fucked. I have a question for you. I have an answer. <laughs> How many podcasts do you do on average weekly? Uh one or two. How many times do you get on that topic? Almost every guess. fucking episode. It's well, crazy, huh? That's, well, it's that's, cr- all, that's all we talk about. It's crazy. And I, about. I'm like, on one hand, I would prefer to provide a distraction and not not talk about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But it's what everyone's going through right now. Like it's everyone. Like everyone's going to. And it's not like I'm out here being fucking wild in the streets and have like a bunch of like me being drunk host stories going on. Like, <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, hey, Matt, what's going on? I'm sitting in my apartment, Twitch streaming. Um. Yeah. 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 What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I would love to get back to being able to talk about travel and music and like the other amazing parts of fucking life. Uh, but but no none. none of them are. No one's living them. No one's fucking living. I them. know. I know. Like instead, I've. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like our, just our industry. You know, the adult industry. Like if it was not for OnlyFans. What would be the rest the, the recipe? Like, what would be the saving grace? All these performers, all these you know, out of work crew, out of work production companies. Out well, of work. I mean, and the thing about it is, the crew and production company is still out of work. Yeah, in a lot of cases, because like, if you're just a director or a shooter, like, you're done. Unless you hook up with some performer who wants it professionally shot, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got no, you have no guarantees. We're all fucking contractors. How do you reinvent yourself if you don't have the tools? If you don't, you know, like a lot of us had the the luck to be able to reinvent, like you go to Twitch, podcast, YouTube, me, OnlyFans, not touring anymore, all that. But most people, like, you don't have the skills. You're 55 years old. You've been shooting porn for 35 years. What are you going to do? Right? Who knows? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Hopefully, you have some money in the bank and. Yeah, and hopefully, ride the coattail. Hopefully, you were, you, know, you were set up properly and be like, I got a PPP loan. Yeah, you know, just lied and be like, no, it's not, yeah. se- it's not sex related. <laughs> no, no, for sure not. <laughs> like, I'm just and you a- know, too, imagine, I think, and, and I heard that from a couple of girls, uh, even if it reopens, let's say in two years from now, you can go back and, and do full on cum shots. Well, most girls are like, I've been doing this for three, two years out of my house with my boyfriend. Why would I wake up at 7 a.m., go to the valley, sit in a makeup chair, waste my whole eight-hour days? I can just shoot OnlyFans on my own time and make the same amount of money. Talk directly to my fans. No uh, little men. Goodbye. Well, the reason would you, to do Would that, you go back? Would yes. you go back to set? Yes. And yeah? I'll give you one reason why. And it depends on who you are, but the marketing arm behind the major productions. You're you, right. You know, yeah, you will get so much more exposure being on a Jules Jordan set or a Wicked For set. Sure. Like if you're mm-hmm. on a major set, I wouldn't do it all the time. I wouldn't be like 
try to get booked five days a week like you would pre-pandemic. Oh, yeah. But I would yeah. definitely, it's worth taking a pay cut for one or two eight-hour days to be on some box covers and do some high-profile shit because it just brings mm -hmm. more people to your OnlyFans. Definitely, definitely. It's funny, a couple of weeks ago, I was driving and I looked next to me and it was small hands. <laughs> I was like, Aaron, you're in town? He's like, yeah, I'm here for a week, bro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, oh, so you're still working. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, there's sets going on right now. Like, For sure, for sure. I, and I worked on a set for Jackie St. James back in December and it was a, a godsend. I needed the fucking money. But I yeah. also still am not a huge proponent of the fact that the industry's back to work. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like, I understand yeah. there is no safety net in porn and people got to fucking yeah. eat. So you got to, you got to take yeah. the fucking risk sometimes, but because I did it. And even, even though like our industry has hit multiple times because of regulations and whatnot, we know how to, you know, cope with it. Right. But this one is, this one is different. Right. This one is really different. Cause so, and also the ones that do it in gorilla style are fucking it up for everybody else. 100%. 100%. It was, yeah, like the OSHA regs and all that bullshit. Like, you just played by the rules and you're fine. And like, generally, even if you, like, not, I'm not saying break the testing rules, but like, you don't use condoms or condoms are meant, you know, because of all the other safety nets built into porn's testing system, no one really got hurt. Yep. COVID on, and like you trust that your scene partners and people you're performing with are being responsible and not going outside of testing protocols. COVID, yeah. unlike sex, you can't make a conscious choice not to get it. Yeah. Because you could be asymptomatic and don't even know you have it. Right. And boom. Well, it's not like, okay, you know, with sex, like, oh, hey, I got to make a choice to like hook up with somebody. Mm -hmm. COVID, I go to the grocery store, go fill a prescription, like, just catch it. Yeah, that's it. I don't even know I have it. it I'm going to spread it for two weeks. Right. Yeah, it's possible to spread an STD without you know, knowing it, but you had to have made the conscious choice to bang outside of people in the testing pool. For sure. For sure. It's your choice. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But so, yeah, it's a game changer. It's going gonna, it's gonna to really shape the next 10 years of our lives for sure. Well, yeah. Well, and the thing about it is, like, I'm also a big proponent of that the top tier talent should be trying to renegotiate contracts with OnlyFans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. if you yeah. are making your livelihood off someone who you just blindly signed to TOS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love that I love that we both we both had a moment of silence. <laughs> like, you know what's crazy? Uh the IRS. Right? Because I've, as of now, I don't know of any performer on OnlyFans that got 1099s, but they got paid. Some of them make 100 grand a month, right? Yeah. So at one point, something is going to crack down. Either a big production company, entities, you know, like MindGeek, is going to come in and shut that shit down or acquires it, whatever. Or the feds will be like, hold on, uh, all these people made millions of dollars, no 1099? Okay, let's go audit the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know why OnlyFans would not be issuing 1099s. I, I as of now, I mean, I've they never have, they legally have till the end of the month to do it. True, but they've been around for more than a year. <laughs> they never gave out 1099s last year. I don't think so. No, 
Ooh, that's dumb. I, I know. But also, I believe, I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on this, but I believe their mother load, uh, their mother boat, mother boat, see, porn life. Uh, they're based in, uh, in the Malta. Oh, yeah. The UK? Well, they're, U- they're originally a UK-based company, but they may be for a corporation pers- purposes, Malta. So maybe it doesn't apply as a federal, you know? Well, yeah, they're not required to buy the spend over $600, you know, pay a contractor over $600 to have to file a 1099. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what also was based in Malta that the U.S. government decided to shut down as a tax loophole? What? Online fucking poker back in the day. Oh, yeah, right. You're 100% right. Yep. Yep. So it, there's a major precedent of like the U.S. government being like, oh, well, we're not getting our cut properly because you're not based in the States. Shut Bye-bye. down. Goodbye. Yep. I think there's probably, we have a good year in front of us with OnlyFans. Yeah. Good, but at one point. The government's a little distracted. <laughs> yeah. At one point, it's going to come down and people are going to have to, okay. This is the pipeline. Knock on wood, right? Right. Well, is AVN Stars or MindGeek has some equivalent at this point too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are those companies paying out 1099s? I believe so. So, I mean, yeah. it would just be a segue to the new platform. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. It's interesting. It's, well, and it's just OnlyFans is setting themselves up for fucking failure. It's crazy. And the volume, yeah. the volume. It's, I, I know of a performer. That only does feet, right? She's taking ten to fifteen k a month just because of her feet. Jesus, I'm like holy fuck! I have pretty feet, like <laughs> you know. I don't, but someone's into them. Yeah, definitely. It opened like everybody. Like it, it's even the girl at the grocery store, right? She's an essential worker, but on, on the side, she's on OnlyFans. That means. Everybody is doing it. Cocktail waitresses here in town, the cocktail waitresses at the clubs and all that, they're all OnlyFans now, fitness models, all that. Oh, yeah. No. Back then, I remember, I remember Nikki Benz was like, eh, she posted something a couple of months ago. It's like, look at you guys. You used to make fun of us because of OnlyFans, and now you're all sucking on it. Oh, yeah. Do you know, you know who has like an OnlyFans? That, like, I haven't looked at the content, but like fucking uh, Brittany Palmer and Ariane Celeste both have fucking OnlyFans. Yes. The UFC fucking ring girls have OnlyFans. Cardi B has an OnlyFans. Well, I mean, that makes sense because oh, Cardi came from sex uh, work. Have you heard about the thing about Bella Thorne? Oh. She, didn't, she didn't OnlyFans. She raised, I guess she got 20 or 200 grand for a nude picture. Yeah. And she sent a picture that was not nude. Everybody asked for a refund. Oh, yeah, and no. Only, she, OnlyFans was like, hold on here. So therefore, your celebrity ass is fucking it up for all of us performers because you're like, oh, that's a source of revenue. I'm going to go on it. But you don't need it. Don't no. fuck it up for all of us. No, she fucked, a, fucked the payout structure. She fucked how much people can yeah. pay for a VOD. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's 50 bucks cap. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And so if you're listening, Bella Thorne, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Oh, me neither. I'm like, Fuck off. <laughs> well, and the thing about it is, like, I've talked to a bunch of performers about that who are obviously pissed off. And the thing about it is, it might not have even been OnlyFans called to make these changes. It may have been the billing company. It's not like they're mm-hmm. handling their own billing in-house. Yeah, they probably have a CC bill, net billing. You yeah, know? something and like that. When, and who when you charge went, off, oof. Yeah. When you charge back on, like, let's say it's 200 grand, 
they're like, hold on a second here. Yeah. What did you promise them? <laughs> right. Well, like, and who knows how many like chargebacks in total like came uh, in the following days. Like they're probably like, uh, we got to change this shit. We got to minimize our own fucking asses here. And only- you know, in our industry, chargeback is, is like the biggest problem. Oh yeah. That's it. Oh yeah. That's it. We've been dealing with this shit since credit cards are out. 100%. And that's why it's a risky business for like pre only for girls to like be doing customs directly dealing with the fucking client because yeah. they charge them back and keep the fucking custom. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So, and I talk in my own experience. Now the girls are like, I don't want to even deal with this. You know, like, like, like a big celebrity, you have a moderator that handles your content and everything. And because they're like, first of all, I can tell you from facts, you get like one profile gets 160 messages a day, right? Yeah. So how, how do you filter? How do you reply to everybody to retain? Because if you have a bounce rate of like 70%, it's not worth it. You want your thousand subscribers to renew every month, right? right. So you have to tailor made that relationship. Dude, it's a pain. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, I'm dealing with similar things on a limited scale with Twitch. And it's nowhere near, and it's still, like, it's exhausting sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. People are very demanding. When they pay you direct, they're very demanding. Oh, one, I have found it's the motherfuckers who don't pay that are the most demanding. Oh, yeah, yeah. They feel like, oh, well, I'm here supporting you. I'm hanging out. Like, you should do this thing. (laughs) Like, you should get off your wallet. This is a for-profit business. It's insane. It's insane. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but, you know, like, imagine they all think they're talking to Alexandra, but actually, no, it's Pierre behind <laughs> the computer sending, oh, sweetie, you're so cute. Thank you so much for the tip. Yeah. <laughs> you made me so wet. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, Matt. It's, it's some Wizard of Oz shit. Some wiz- <laughs> pull back the fucking curtain. Like, oh, that's the fucking wizard. Oh, shit. <laughs> The digital revolution. <laughs> I know. But it's still like, it's still fucking nice because as you're talking about, like, OnlyFans can get pulled in a moment by the government. I wasn't even aware of that. But OnlyFans could just change their model. They could just mm-hmm. decide to be like, mm, hey, we're bouncing your account for whatever violation we decide. And then it's yeah. like someone's whole livelihood's out the fucking window. It's crazy. And you remember back in the day, we used to talk about MFC. Uh, Chatterbait, the, the volume that these companies make just providing a platform and traffic. Imagine what OnlyFans is getting right now. Like, right. You, you post a custom for 15 bucks, right, on a DM, they take $3 out of it, right? <laughs> you multiply that by, I don't know, a million performers. Holy shit. Well, that's shazam. fucking 20%. It's fucking 20%. It's like, insane. It's insane. Yeah, they're making money hand over fist. And you know, OnlyFans is partially owned by MFC, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, the same, it's the same mob. Yeah, it's the same. So they're still making MFC money on top of OnlyFans. Watch, we're going to get blacklisted. <laughs> My dick's not on the internet. I'm not hey, worried about it. I don't care. I'm behind the screen. Right. Like, I'm on. I'm, I do. That's why I love doing podcasting, baby. You cannot cancel me. I could just say horrible things. It's amazing. Things. It's amazing. You know, the worst that could happen is AVN could be like, uh, we're not going to advertise when people are on your show anymore. Like, yeah, we're not going to probably be like, uh, Matt, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Brian, we love you. If you're yeah, watching, yeah, yeah. like, no more letting your press releases get released. Like, 
that's the worst case scenario. Or they tell me I can't come to the convention, but like no that, more press room access. Yeah. No more press room access for you. And believe me, uh, part of me would be kind of like, Oh, well I'm fucking infamous then. If I, some, if I said something, so funny, right. If I said something so controversial, ABN's like, mm, we're not letting you in the press room anymore. Fact. <laughs> that's awesome. But, it's great. It's, to be honest, it's great to see you virtually. Yeah. I, I really love this. We should do it more often, even when we're downside. Yeah. Just having virtual cocktails, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a real interesting to see where the industry is going to fucking go. Yeah. Just, yep. You know, like, yep. We'll see. Like, because the tube site's already putting a lot of studios on the decline in the first place. Oh, yeah. The whole Pornhub thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, forget about it. It's so weird. Don't get me wrong, but don't get me wrong. It, it was probably necessary. Yep. You know what I mean? At one point, like the amount of shit content on there, you're like, "Ooh, she's not 18." Yeah. Oh no, no that stuff definitely you know needs I mean? to go. But I'm, I'm talking about like you and I are old school enough to be like, we remember when the tube sites were the fucking enemy. Oh yeah. Ooh. And like, yeah. You'd see a girl like doing red tube radio at a convention, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. 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 And now it's like, it's, uh, oh. now they've already changed the model. And like, so many companies went under because of that. Yeah. And you know, too, like last year, AVN, remember back in the day, you had all these big companies, the big booth, and all yep. that. Last year, most people didn't show up. Even Jules was like, it's probably my last one. You know what I mean? Like, they treat me like shit. I've been there for like, what, 15, 18 years. And they put me on the corner because MFC and, and all the other chat have all the rooms. Yeah. You're like, holy shazam. Well, it was just amazing to watch the evolution where cam girls started becoming presenters and then there were cam yeah. awards. Yes. Yes. It's a fact. Last year, I was walking in the hallways, and this fan, I guess, saw his favorite cam girl. Like, he's been camming. You know, he's, he's a whale. He's spending a whole bunch of money on her every day, whatever. And he sees her. He goes to shake her hand, tell her, tell her this is me. Oh, it's so good to see you. And he's like, I'll see you tonight online. You're like, bro, you're seeing her right now. She's in front of you, the real thing. And you're only thinking of seeing her tonight. On your device, it's all twisted. Oh, I know, I know. But you also like she's <laughs> can't wipe his dick out right there on the floor. So true, true. But still, you know, like if you're a fan of someone, if you see Nikki Benz or Nicole Aniston, you're like, oh, Nicole, my God, right? I want a, a picture, autograph. No, the guy was like, hey, it's me, Charlie, your big whale. See you tonight, and yeah. he bounced. I was like, dude, what? <laughs> but uh, I mean, those interactions are always. In a lot of cases, fucking socially awkward. Like, for sure. It's just like, there's the, you know, especially when I guess with the cam girls, the comfort of the, the screen between you were like, mm hmm. Safety. Yeah, it's safety for, you know, both the performer <laughs> and the client. Yeah. Because, yeah, it could be, I, I can fully understand why it'd be nerve wracking to like, run into someone you masturbate to all the time. And then... Yeah. Like, and it goes both sides, right? It yeah. goes both sides. Like, you're clearly a pervert. I saw your DMs. You're a psychopath. And now you're in front of me. Right. <laughs> and there's no security, 
right? Right. Or <laughs> someone like me back in the day would have to be like, oh, you got to go, dude. It's time to go, man. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah but, you but gotta no, go. there's, yeah, there's no but. Yeah, there's other people <laughs> in the line. You got to go, man. Got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, some days I miss those gigs. Some days I really don't. You know what? We lived it. That's that's You just put the finger on it. And to me, it's like I did my own, you know, introvert, like, okay, my own assessment. I'm like, I've toured the world. I've worked with the best performers in the industry, the best companies. I've done it. It's fine. If everything hits the fan tomorrow, bucket list checked. But with the knowledge we have and the people we know, we can convert ourselves or adapt. Yeah. Right? So in a way, it's a blessing. And also a lot of soul searching. What is going to be next year going to be made of? You know, there's no guarantees. There's no, when you don't have any certainty, it's hard to plan. 100%. And like, I was just talking to a friend about this the other day, like as much as 2020 is in the grand scheme of things really fucking sucked. I'm kind of thankful for it in some ways because I've learned so many more skills this year that like, I just yeah. would have never taken the time to learn. Like, like yeah, you told I, me edit, editing, yeah. just editing, right? Editing your content. Yeah. I, I basically editing skills coming into 2020. Like it's awesome. I could edit a three camera shoot for the podcast, you know, competently Amazing. cut. Yeah, competently cut between the various angles. Like I was already an audio editor coming in before this year. So that that I didn't really learn anything new on. But it's like, oh hey, I'm playing around with After Effects now and like Yeah. You know, like, look like, at you. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> like doing digital effects, like you know, I'm producing weird YouTube content all the fucking time. Like what do you do on YouTube? Uh so I'm producing a bunch of like, you know, my gaming contents. Okay. But instead of just like some of the stuff is just straight gameplay content with like mm -hmm. intros and shit slapped on it. But some of it, like I just get creative and weird with like mostly the Fortnite videos. Like I'm adding like audio pickups into it or cutting the movie scenes and you're doing customs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for myself, for myself. That's amazing. So, it, but it's, it's just like, I've learned so much more. Like I didn't really know shit about using a chroma, you know, using a green screen, using a chroma key before this year. Mm-hmm. And you know, I use it all the fucking time. Like you saw how my hard is the how hard is the 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 YouTube hustle? Meaning getting to the thousand subscribers. I'm not even there yet. I'm not even there yet. How do you do you promote everywhere on all your social media? Yeah, and I promote on my, all my social media. And like it's a fucking grind. It, it's a fucking grind, especially like, oh hey, I'm putting out like my I put out Fortnite videos, but I'm making jokes in them that like children should not see or understand. Yeah. And most people are just like hear Fortnite and they're like, I, that game sucks. You're like, oh, okay, lost it. Right, Done. Like, you know, I, I have friends who just don't even want to watch the videos. And like, and some of the jokes, like, only I really appreciate, apparently. Because I know your black humor. Yeah. It's, it's the black humor or some, it's just outright weird. Like, yeah. the video I put out a day or so ago, uh, one of the people I was streaming with got killed by someone wearing the skin from the DJ Marshmallow, like it was a playable skin in Fortnite. And right after he gets killed by Marshmallow, I have it cut to a dream sequence, and I found a someone doing a dance video in a Marshmallow costume, and I just cut to a dream sequence of Marshmallow dancing in front of him. Like They don't get it. Yeah, they don't like, get it. They're like, what? <laughs> or I did a slow-mo jump. Like, there's a part where, like, my friend jumps, and I did the $6 million man... The Bionic Man just yes. in slow motion as he lands. 
<laughs> that just dated you so bad right, right now. Like, <laughs> children, children who wait, someone on this like the like fuck? twelve. Yeah, the like, fuck is that audio loop? Yeah, like, what is that audio loop, and why is he falling in slow motion? Oh my god, it's epic. It's awesome. Yeah, and like people who don't play the game are like, is this part of the game? Yeah, is that something that I missed? Like, well, like I have friends that are our age watch the videos. Like, I don't get it. Like, because they've never played the game, so they don't realize that I'm yeah. adding this garbage. They're it just goes like, both ways. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like people who play it are like, what the fuck? And people who don't play it are like, this is part of the game. This is fucking weird. It's it's nuts. It's nuts because you don't really. It's like a moving water constantly. Yeah. I know for a fact the the YouTubers that I've started last year about crypto, right? Those YouTube channels are pumping massively. Oh yeah. Like there's there's this dude I follow. His name is uh, Journey Crypto. He literally started last October. He's at two hundred fifty thousand subscribers. Oh yeah. Because he provides content that people need financial services, whatnot, or whatever. That kid is super talented. He only talks about one topic. I guess it's like you really have to narrow down the funnel as much as you can and well, offer something that people want to consume. Right, exactly. And then that's the that's the, the challenging part is like I'm really trying, like I'm not trying to monetize YouTube. Like I'd be mm -hmm. happy to monetize YouTube to make money at it, but I'm more trying to drive traffic to my Twitch channel. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. making weird videos that like, oh, hey, um, hopefully you're entertained <laughs> by this bullshit. Come watch me on Twitch where it will be very different than this because I will be not, there will be no weird audio loops and shit like that. <laughs> It'll just be me playing Fortnite and talking shit. It's awesome. But it's I, awesome. Uh, I did a whole run of Cyberpunk 2077 and like I got a rapper friend of mine to do a cover of fucking Rack City for my intro. So like there's a whole fucking... Yeah. Because, you know, the game takes place in Night City, so, like, it's like, Night City, bitch. Night Night City, bitch. Like... That set the record straight right there. there. Like, and so, I, you know, I put this whole fucking intro together on this Like shit. and subscribe. Yeah, like, like and subscribe. <laughs> like, there's a whole fucking intro, and then, like, it just cuts to, like, fucking two, three hours of me actually playing the game on stream. But, I love it. Yeah. I'm gonna... Send me your... Uh, is it is it Matt Slayer on no, your no, YouTube? No, no, it's uh, You Laugh, We Die for the gaming stuff. Okay. Okay, I'll I'll go ahead and subscribe and like. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But it's just one of those things where like, gotta, gotta. I don't you know. I've been bad about putting out content at times because like, it, it's a whole other thing to like edit down something like this, where it's like yeah. this is pretty straightforward. Like I'm editing not for content or to add to it. I'm just trying to subtract errors and make it a more compressed, watchable show. Definitely. Where yeah. stuff like that is like, oh no, no, I am trying to creatively edit stuff in. Mm -hmm. And you that, add your secret recipe to it. Right. And just adding yeah. things to it and like trying not to, while you're doing it, trying not to be derivative, not trying to recycle too many jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be be like constantly reinventing the wheel. Right. Yeah. And this yeah. is why sitcoms and television have writers' rooms, not just one guy writing it. For sure. For sure. Hundred percent. Because it's 100%. like there's sometimes where I just wake up and I'm like, "Fuck, uh, I don't even know what to do with this." Do you do like every day? What you Twitch? You post the next day on YouTube or? I the turnaround is not nearly that fast. Okay. Do you feel that you need to post more often than I, like I mean, you I need to do at least three to four a week? I need to I need to up it to that, but like I'm still doing this. I'm still 
yeah posting at least one podcast a week i'm actually still streaming five times a week i still have clients i got to deal with too yeah and yep. it's just a whole fucking yeah you know, it's crazy because we always thought like oh we have time on our hands now we're home you know 24 hours a day you sleep for six or eight that leaves you with 16 16 goes like this well 16 goes like this and especially like if you're like, oh, hey, I don't know when what I want to do with this, especially the Fortnite video. Like, I can pump out Cyberpunk 2077 videos pretty quickly. It's literally like record a quick intro, put some gameplay footage behind my intro, cut to the the rap intro, gameplay, exit screen. Yeah. Like that, those are all pretty quick videos to knock out. But like the Fortnite stuff, it's like, oh, hey, here's four or five hours of gameplay content. Look for weird shit happening because random shit just happens in Fortnite sometimes look for random shit and then build jokes off of the random shit that happened during the gameplay that's cool that's like, super cool uh, a video that hey, you, spi- you spice it up pretty right much. right like i have a video that is coming out on monday and there's a point where like someone was wearing like the marvel comics character daredevil skin and i <laughs> and we're trying to kill him and i like went and grabbed a, an audio drop from like the '90s Spider-Man cartoon when he meets Daredevil. No, <laughs> like and just drop that in there. Like, but it's just like, okay, what do I do with this? This is this is funny that we're chasing Daredevil down the street trying to is kill it, him. Is it too much? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it too much? But like, where do I go with this? Okay, I'm, I'll go to the '90s Spider-Man cartoon when he meets Daredevil. Take an audio drop from that clip, or you know, I've fucking spliced in the like kaboom from nba jam when there was an explosion before <laughs> you have a massive audio bay i know you know like I know, and a lot of it is like me searching for it at like oh what do i want to do here oh the nba jam kaboom uh look, look for it yeah look for it, it. <laughs> i mean i'm also vi- massively violating a lot of people's copyrights because i'm just those audio drops just copying them off youtube and then dropping them in done yeah yeah Hey, you know what? Like you said, post production. Post yeah. is is a full time job. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm and I'm doing posts on like three or four projects all the time. And I'm also like, uh, if some OnlyFans work came my way, I wouldn't say no to it too. Like, definitely. You t- you take whatever you can today, right? One hundred percent. Like back in the day, your schedule was full. You're traveling everywhere. Uh, you oh, you're never home. Now you've been home for a year, and everything that comes at you, you need to be like, I'm going to take this because. It might be a returning customer, and I need that. Right, and the, the the trick about it is, like, for me, I don't know about for you, but it's, like, trying to figure out what to prioritize at times, too. Definitely. Because yep. it's like, yep. oh, hey, we have paying client right here. We have YouTube content that may pay dividends down the road. I still need to keep it out mm-hmm. to keep up with the SEO, keep up with the algorithm. Yep. But this is a paying client right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Therefore, you end up working 22 hours a day. Sometimes. Sometimes. Or, you know. It'll be like 22, and then like, uh, tomorrow I just slept and fucking didn't do shit. <laughs> Watch will age way more with the next two years, will age way more than what you used to travel all the time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like we have so much more time, but it's like unstructured time because, like, yeah, you know, you're on the road, you're on a set, and you're like, oh, we have call times, we have like this has to be done by this certain time. Where schedules, schedules, yeah, schedules, schedules yeah. like. And before, when it's like, oh, I was working, you know, various gigs and still pumping out content, it's like, okay, I literally have this window to this window where I'm not working on something else that's scheduled. I have to get it done in this window. 
That's a fact. It's a fact. And now it's like, oh, well, I fucking fell down a YouTube rabbit hole for a couple hours and didn't start editing right away. I got time. And now I'm gonna take a, and now I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> right. And now I got time. It's cool. And it's like, oh, that is not how I should be doing this shit. You know, true story as well. The at the first, the first, the first three months, my schedule got all fucked up. You know, like when you come back from Europe on the tour. And you're jet lagged for the first week. You you struggle. I got I got to this point at my house, finding myself working at night till six a.m., sleeping all day, missing a whole bunch of phone calls, and then be like, "Oh crap, I miss work!" Right? Because you make your own schedule and you're like at home, so you don't really have to report to anybody. You don't have something solid. You know, boom, boom, boom. It's like I was the first. I'm going to say three months. It was like it was gnarly to adapt. Well. Uh- I mean, you're in. I'm still not like I'm still regularly going to bed at four or five o'clock in the morning. Like, look, you just got breakfast. It's yeah. fucking four thirty. <laughs> yeah, I, I woke up today at I woke up today at like twelve forty five. Took a nice relaxing bath real quick. Had some me time. Not, ooh, ooh, is that for OnlyFans or? Nah, nah. nah. Still, <laughs> my dick is still private. Because <laughs> I don't know if my ego could take that of like putting out OnlyFans content and then just no one buying it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh man, oh, my dick's I worked on so the- hard on that. I worked so hard on that edit, right? My dick's on the internet now and nobody cares. Oh, I, I don't know why this just reminded me of the time you almost got married in Vegas at the AVN. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the audience, the regular audience, has heard that story a handful of times. But it's always nice that someone who was there can collaborate and be like, "Yeah, that always." We lived it. Yeah, I remember waking up in the morning, and be like, "No shit, you did it!" Like, oh, what a shit show. Yeah, cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, man, she's married with a kid these days. Like, I still talk to her. You know what? It was the alcohol talking. Oh, 100%. It was 100% the alcohol and being like, her just being drunk and like, I want to have a quickie wait and this is my first trip to Vegas and I'm going, fucking, I'm in. You're hot. Let's do it. I remember 2017 when we did our podcast, we were downing shots. It was like 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. You had a bottle of whiskey. We, we, during the podcast, the half the bottle went down. It was like 1130. I was like, I need to go work. On the floor, and I was fucking drunk as hell, dude. I, I spent so much, so much of and like you had a backpack with yep. bottles in it. I was like, <laughs> I just walked them onto the floor. Security was checking my bag. I was like, yeah, that's good. I love this. I love. Oh, this. dude, Avian, such a shit show. You know, once again, we lived it. Yeah. So no regrets. We've been there. No, nope. awesome. No, no regrets at all. Fucking. Ah, I mean, a lot of good times. And, like, AVN just, it's gone. It's not quite the party it used to be. No, remember, we used to have so many. Back in the day, we used to do floor during the day. And then my company used to book parties for Naughty America, parties for Brazzers, right? Like, back-to-back, like, five nights of partying. And the next morning, you have to be on the floor. Right now, you're like, I don't miss all that. It's cool. It's cool. Well, yeah, and then, like, you would leave the official parties that you would book, and then we'd end up at some hotel party back at the Hard Rock. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
And then everybody gets the avian flu the week yep. after <laughs> and blame our Mr. Lucky's or me poison, or me during 18, during 18, I got the flu at the convention. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember that. <laughs> like, where's Matt? He doesn't feel well. <laughs> like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like, That's early day three. <laughs> yeah. It was day three. And I was out. For, <laughs> I literally slept 18 hours. Like I, and I tried to power through it. I totally like, I was feeling like shit, dragging myself out of bed, like did two interviews and I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, my body's about to crash. Yeah. Yeah. Like canceled all my (laughs) afternoon interviews, canceled, like going to the wood rocket party, walked over to like Jamba juice, got like the biggest vitamin C thing that they had walked to CVS, got fucking crazy Theraflu or whatever. And then went back to my suite at fucking rumor. God, and just <laughs> was out and like sweated through the blankets. It was just oh bad. for sure. I bet. I bet. Did you end up going home that year? I don't know. No, I, I finished up the fucking you finished show. it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. After yep. eighteen hours, I'm like, okay, I feel enough like a human. Back to you know, back to work. I'm back. back. Yeah, Burning Angel booth. Yeah. Let's go. Oh no, it was in back in media. It was. You know, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and because that was the year I was fucking nominated, so I had to like I had to. Oh yes, dude, that was so epic when you went to pick up that award. It was so good. Such a shit show. What do you call that hat already? Oh, I don't even fucking remember. Like, dude, it was so good. like the traditional rabbi, like rabbi, the like traditional his, rabbi. Yeah, his, his rabbi. I, I, I don't know what it's. Dude, I was so proud of you when you went to pick up that award. Such a shit show, like. I'm so happy Showtime edited around me to what not watch me bomb in front of the whole fucking industry. <laughs> but you know what? We all know you, so well, yeah, no, no. <laughs> as much as I was bombing, I still had like all my friends like, like family. Yeah, all my friends like standing ovation, like cheering me on. So it was like a, a real <laughs> weird, like I was not nearly as self-conscious about the bombing as I normally would have been. Like, because everyone's like, <laughs> fuck yeah, Matt. I'm like. I feel invincible up here saying fucking garbage. <laughs> it was amazing. Your speech was amazing. It was like, wasn't much of a speech. like, holy shit, AVN, we won. I, I, can't, I can't believe we got this. I can't believe we got this. Shalom, <laughs> AVN. And they're like, where the fuck's Joanna Angel? <laughs> yeah. This, who the, what? It was awesome. It was epic. Oh, Joe was so pissed at me for a couple days. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Like when we got oh backstage for the backstage interview, I tried to like scoot out of the backstage interview mm-hmm. and just like like Joanna because I like I could tell Joe was fucking angry. Yeah, I'm sure. Yep, yep. And Christiana Sin like pulled me into the interview. Come here. Like, no, no, you're like, all right. And you were drunk. I, was I wasn't that drunk. No, <laughs> you were. You were. You're on the edge. Yeah. You're on the edge. So like I, yeah, the backstage interview was one hundred percent just being like, oh, you know, I just did. It's all Joanna. I'm just reading Joanna's words, like trying to you know make the situation better. <laughs> oh, it's epic, epic. Uh, like good times like that. There's so many fucking good times like that. I know the the the, the memories and what we go back once again. You know, like no, we lived it so. If everything hit the fan tomorrow, I'm cool. I'm totally fine. I'm like, I, I had to live the best years of my life when I was under 40. 
Yeah, yeah, but the the thing about it is, man, I'm just still chasing the dragon. I want more. Oh yeah, because it's we're we're, we're addicts. You know? <laughs> I, I don't think I'm an addict to anything else, but I'm still a fucking addict to chasing those good times. Like, no doubt, no doubt. I used to look forward to it. It's funny because right before we got on the podcast, I texted Brian BSG, yeah. and uh, I texted him like it was so weird this year not to see you at all, like at all, right? And he's like, dude tell me about it like it's so weird to not you know it's been such for the last 15 years of our lives it's every end of january from cs to avn yeah. that's the last two weeks of january you live in convention floors yeah and you meet people you don't see it's fucking amazing and this year nada nada what did they do this year they did a vir- virtual they, they did a virtual award show i don't know yeah. what the virtual convention was about that is mm-hmm. You know, I heard from some people who attended, like, it had some technical difficulties, but it's the first year. So, yeah, you know, it's expected. Yep. I, mean, I was looking forward to the Virgin Hotel hosting the AVN, to be honest. Me too. Me too. I mean, I'm going to miss the Hard Rock. The, the Hard Rock was always, oh, my, yeah. always my favorite casino in Vegas. I can tell you they kept the, the, um, the dome over the bar. Oh, that's so cool. So you can still hear people what they talk about on the other side. Nice. But I saw the renderings. Holy Shazam. I think it's supposed to open in March, probably. March or April. Nice. That shit looks like, oof. It's not the hard rock at all anymore. <laughs> it's all, you know, gold and white leather and, and waterfalls. Well, the thing about it is, like, you know, Richard Branson does some cool shit with Virgin. Like, yeah. I, you know, I've been on flights for Virgin Atlantic. And uh, yeah, just I took a Virgin Atlantic flight. I you know definitely rode on a Virgin train in the UK, and it was all yeah. real posh, like all yeah. real nice, real posh. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it being a nice spot. It's gonna be weird. Me neither. No- but I, I was looking for for the clash of you know like the girls work walk, walking the floor in g strings, and and at the end of the night at the center bar, the debacles and everything. Because you and I remember the Venetian. Oh, yeah. When the Venetian was the center of the party. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Venetian, the fucking... I'm, as I said, I've said it on there a bunch of times. I miss the convention being at the Sands. Same. Same here. Same here. Pretty much since it left the Sands. Because Hard Rock was cool because it was, you know, small. And for the whole week, you know, they made the money for the year because of AVM. Right. right? Revenue-wise, that was it. But the Sands Convention Expo... And then the, at night, Venetian Center Bar, that's where shit was popping. Oh, yeah. Fuck, oh, yeah. Well, yep. yeah. So much, so much, such a shit show at the Venetian. Oh, my God. 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 Well, once again, we just dated ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I talk to performers now who, like, they've done one or two avians. They're like, it used to be somewhere else. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not that era. Yeah, like. You missed the good times. Well, and it's kind of crazy as production guys, how many like A-listers we used to hang with in the day that are been gone for such a long time now. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I remember doing like Exotica LA with Tara Patrick because I was working for TerraVision, and I'm like, holy shit, it's been 12 years ago. Yeah, she's a mom in Italy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh my god. And we're still grinding on OnlyFans. Right? Like, <laughs> obviously, we didn't do everything right here. 
Amazing. Oh, man. So pre-COVID, do you got any wild tour stories for us? Uh, unfortunately not, because oh. we were the band was recording in the studio, and we were about to hit the road for a whole full cycle, and everything hit the, the fan. And so pretty much I jumped uh, with Jeremy Spencer, uh, the drummer for Five Finger Death Punch. We, uh, we launched, uh, he produced and directed um, a horror erotica series called Lady Killer. And uh, so that's what we pretty much, I produced it with him. And uh, we did that. We had like, we have uh, Tori Black, Jonah Angel, uh, Abigail Mack, uh, Nikki Benz, Nicole Aniston, like, you know, all the top A-listers of our industry have them do the killing, killing Michael Myers, killing Freddie. <laughs> it was awesome. And we did the red carpet with AVN during Halloween in 2019 at the Palms. We're supposed to release everything in 2020 and everything went to fucking shit. That sucks. So I was like, right now we're like, you know, trying to find a, a streaming platform to put it out, but most likely we're going to put it on our own. Jeremy wants to do it himself. So direct people, you know, to the website. I mean, does it, does it have hardcore or is it just nudity? No, no, it's just nudity. It's I'm, pretty much the stereotype horror flick, titties, ass, but the only difference we replace the, the horror with giant, you know, stars. So the fans that are horror fans will come and see you. I mean, you can put that, I mean, if, if he doesn't want to put his own platform, you can put that shit on Vimeo because Vimeo allows nudity. Yeah, definitely. But it's like, he wants, you know, he wants to make it like, a series for sure so we have a full season and we also have three movies because we re-edited the season because it's part one part two part three so we re-edited that into three feature films nice nice so we have we have everything just getting ready for the the market to come back up i mean now's the time you know someone people are watching shit at home on vod so yeah yeah lady killer tv is exactly what people need it's if you're a horror fan and a porn fan, it's all in together. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and the girls did phenomenal. Like, everybody did an amazing job. Like, you know, because it's some, sometimes, especially when you're outside the industry, nobody wants to hire porn girls to do acting. And we give them a full shot. Like, let's go. You're the lead. Boom. And they did phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, some, of the, some of the adult performers can really act. Some of them can't. Yeah. But you yep. find that out the hard way real quick definitely definitely but it was like really we were lucky and everybody performed amazingly Hell yeah. like joanna angel did an amazing like uh it's a reenaction of the shining and it was dude, it was so good so good well, so yeah definitely can't wait to see that shit i can't wait to send you the real when it's done and it's funny because we did the premiere we had the red carpet at the palms uh brendan theater Everybody came, Tori Black, Nicole Aniston, Joanna and, and Aaron came in. It was really like the, we're going live. It's on. AVN sponsored the red carpet. It was phenomenal. And just seeing that roster of talent in our industry doing a horror show, right? Or a horror movie. It was amazing. And then we were like, okay, everything is ready to go. And then our distributor fucking bankrupt. Wow. We're like, oh, dude. So back to square one. Post re-editing everything in two movies, right? Instead of doing a, a season, and so that's about, that's what we've been doing pretty much the whole 2020, as well. Hell yeah! And it's it's rad that you have the time, like, and there's the budget to actually like do it right. That definitely you're not, you're not rushing definitely. it out. Yep, I remember the 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 way it came out. 
we were somewhere backstage in Germany. And Jeremy, the drummer of Five Finger Death Punch, was like, how about doing horror porn? And I'm like, uh, you can't really mix blood. And, you know, it's kind of against the code. He's like, how about horror erotica and use all the big porn girls? And I'm like, here you go. Oh, yeah, you could definitely we, do that. We came back from tour. I started making phone calls. And next thing you know, you know, Nicole said yes. Nikki Ben said yes. The, one of the big ones say yes. Next thing you know, everybody wants to be in it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? So it was it was a no-brainer, and they had fun. We treated them very well on set, and, you know, like not like a regular adult set. It was a full feature film set. So you get pampered and all. So it was, it was an amazing catering. experience. Exactly. <laughs> so not, chori- not chorizo, breakfast chorizo in the morning, and you look at the schedule like, oh, anal. Fuck. Right. And it smells like chorizo in the, in the, in the kitchen. You're like, no way. No way. Yeah. For uh tiger tiger bomb tiger yeah. bomb uh, or uh, <laughs> for for those of you who have never been on porn set a lot of times they're uh, not very well catered but, like <laughs> that's a that's a that's a gentle way to put it yeah, like oh hey here's your veggie tray <laughs> and don't touch the M and M's yeah don't <laughs> I literally was on a set not super long ago where it was just like. They had a giant tote of like energy bars, like granola oh. and energy bars, and yeah, that's crafty right there. Yeah, and that was all crafty. That was it. Like there was no like there was no actual catering, and like this is here's your crafty. I can't, I can't, and you know what? And that's why I don't blame the girls to be like, you know what? I'm just gonna stick to OnlyFans because I don't miss those sets. I don't miss those sets at all. Yeah. <laughs> I you know. I'm, I stand by that if I was a performer, I would definitely still do a big production once in a while. Just for sure. For sure. But the industry, I think you're right, changed and is going to change a lot because of all this. Well, and what needs to happen now is if the industry continues to go away from studio things is how do you get discovered on OnlyFans? That's true. Like, yep. Because most girls use their Instagram, Twitter traffic go see me on OnlyFans. But if you don't have that, it's like starting a YouTube channel tomorrow with right. zero, zero following, zero fans. Let's go. I'm just going to And if go you're a new performer, you don't have yeah. that Instagram or Twitter following already to drive people to your OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel bad for the girls that just started, you know, like the, the newcomer of the year and boom, industry is done. Yeah. You're like, holy fuck. But at least They're the newcomer of the year place, has, wrong time. At least the newcomer of the year is you now mentioned by AVN and has some press that way. Exactly. The girl who just arrived in Vegas or LA from somewhere in the fucking Midwest. From Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> who's like, I want to start doing porn. You know, how does she drive traffic? Yeah. Because yeah. your average civilian girl, your cocktail waitress, your civilian who's doing OnlyFans, a lot of them are happy with like 25 subs. Oh yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And like that's yeah. a goal for them. And I'm like, I'm not knocking that goal because depending on how much you're charging for your OnlyFans, it like could still be a fair amount of not, not like yeah, it could, giant it could money. Be your rent, right? It but could it, be your rent. It could be your rent, yeah. or it could be you know at least groceries. Yeah. But yeah. if you're a contract girl, you know what I mean, and the revenue doesn't come in like it used to, you're yeah. like, holy shit, right. I need to grind this thing out. But I need a lot of boyfriends. Right. But how do you grind that out? How do you fucking. Yeah. How do you start from scratch? Yeah. How you do you mean? start from scratch? Like, because it's 
you know, the parallel for me is like, though I have a built-in fan base to a degree, that's where I'm at with Twitter and or with Twitch and fucking YouTube is like, yeah. how do I bring people that may be fans of the show to my other content and all that shit? It's not like this show is fucking Rogan either. For sure. So for sure, like, and it's got to be disheartening for someone who's like not normally in sex work to do sex work and then have nobody come knocking. Yeah, I give it all. I give you everything I got, right. and nobody comes in. You can see my <laughs> cervix in this shot, <laughs> and no gapping the whole way. Right, <laughs> my anus is gaping so bad you can see what I had for lunch. <laughs> I got two subs, right? And nobody and nobody's buying. Yeah, and or, they're not going to renew, right? Or and just the, like the weirdness of how it's kind of awkward for like starting out civilians, where like, oh, it's all people that they actually know that are fapping to them. Uh huh. It's friends and family. Yeah, it's all. I hope it's not much family, but <laughs> yeah, it's all like. Oh. Co-workers, right? Like, oh like, my god! This is all people you have met in real life that are fapping to you. That's the worst. Yeah, that is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wish I had tour stories, but no tours for the last two years. So, damn, I'll, I'll get back next year in 2023. Uh, actually, no, two years from now, and I'll get you some Ramstein stories. Oh, that <laughs> I'm sure that will be fucking amazing. <laughs> As of now, they didn't cancel their tour yet. Really? Yeah. The touring the Europe? The, the, the Germans don't care. Yeah, they have the, the second leg of their, uh, that was supposed to be 2021 stadium tour. And uh, they pushed it. And they're going to go. As of now, it's still going on. But I, I think the government's going to shut it down because they do stadiums. Yeah. How do you social distance a Ramstein pit? Bubble boy. You just put the whole pit in bubbles. <laughs> With fire. Yep. <laughs> So, yeah. The fire will kill the COVID in the air. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's just fine. It's fine. Germans, you know, they don't give up easily. Oh, God. Oh, that, that's a band I would love to see again. Well, if uh, they're supposed to play uh, Coliseum in LA. Nice. So, if they end up coming, you'll come with me. Uh, okay. Done. 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 Yeah. Yep. Fucking just. God, it's 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 an experience of a lifetime. Yeah. You have to see this once in your lifetime. So, what was the last show you went to? It was Kiss. I it was Kiss in Laughlin, the the world tour, yeah. the farewell, and uh, I was a production manager for one day because I was working for a Vegas company as a production manager, and uh, it was a one off. And Kiss rolled in. We did the show, and that was my last show. So, once again, if everything never comes back. I can say my last show working was Kiss Farewell Tour. Hell yeah. But I, it was in Laughlin. So it's uh, like, oh. Uh, <laughs> you, you yeah, may, that was the last one. You may be jealous on what my last show was. What was it? Burn My Eyes 25th Anniversary. No, and I am. dude. Yeah. Dude. I still have the shirt you got me, by the way. From no uh, fucking. What? It was what, the two, 2017? 2000, yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, it was a Viking, it's a Viking print type of thing. Yeah, it was, the, what is that? That was off like um, Killers and Kings and it was like a Killers no, and I, I think I think it was Locust. Oh, it might have been Locust. Jesus. Yeah, I've I think seen it was Machine Locust. Head, I've seen Machine Head a lot. 
Dude, I know. I know. Me too. I love, I used to love the evening of Machine Head. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. God. I, I, I've been to a couple of those shows, but like, the, the you, me, and Eric oh, were yeah. always like, Machine Head. Oh, yeah. It's so good. But I think we're, we're the only three porn people, including Joel's, because he's, <laughs> you know, he's a fucking giant metal, metal fan. But like, every time we see each other outside the AVN, it's always at a metal show. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Marcos occasionally too when I was in Vegas with Contrail yes. shows. Yep. Yep. Fucking God. But the evening of Machine Head. That, that Burn My Eyes show was really good. And because I was so bummed when they, they canceled the Palladium. Yeah. And the crazy too is like it's the it was the original lineup. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's ooh, with Logan, Michael at the oh, oh, yeah. dude, it was so good. It was so good. And then it was like, oh, it's coming through in Anaheim in February. I'm like, I, I will suck it up and go down to the House of Blues for this shit. That's it. That's it. Talking about the Anaheim House of Blues, my last concert there was Meshuggah. And I remember I'm I'm pretty much 86 from Disney because at the end of the show, I was so hammered. I started pissing on the bush. And Mickey Mouse police got me 86 for five years. (laughs) Was was this when the House of Blues was still on Disney's property? Yeah. I mean, it's not on Disney's property anymore. So, Oh, it's not? No, that's, See, not, that's, that's, that's not, how long it's been. <laughs> that's why Machine Head was allowed to play there. Because remember, Machine Head, when they were on Disney's property, wouldn't let them play. I remember there. that. Yeah, I remember that. That's yeah. why Machine Head yeah. was allowed to play there now, is because it's not on Disney's property anymore. Dude, you can't even imagine Mashuga on this. When you leave the Mashuga concert and you see all these metal, dark metal head that just went through Sweden in your face HD, right? And they walk through Disney and it's full of kids, and you're like. It's amazing. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. I don't know whose idea was it to like put the House of Blues in downtown Disney, like Live Nation. (laughs) Someone in Live Nation fucked up their bad when they decided. I know. know. Look at me. I got eighty six because I pissed in a bush on the parking lot. I mean, hey, I got eighty six by the Mickey Mouse police. Just be happy you're not a sex offender. Like, on a sex offender registry now. I know. I know. I got knocked on wood. God damn. Like, I would happily take being kicked out of Disney for five years. Actually, (laughs) not a sex offender. Right. That might be a blessing to get kicked out of Disney for five years because, like, true. You know, so many girls in LA are like, I just want to go to Disney. Like, they got their fucking cute mouse ears and all that shit. Like, like, during Halloween. Oh, no. Right. Be like, sorry, girl. Been 86. Can't go. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have, to have, my... don't have to have that fight with her. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to. Oh, my God. Please help me, God. <laughs> the metal God. Right? <laughs> Hell, last time I went to Disney, like, halfway through the day, I was just like, yeah, I spent how much fucking money? I've been on four rides in six hours. Yeah. Yeah. I've waited. My whole day was waiting in line. Yeah. My favorite was. Even with the pass. Yeah. Even with the fucking pass. <laughs> my favorite was going, like. Waiting in line for the fucking Matterhorn and then having it shut down, like <laughs> right in front of you, yeah, right in front of you. You're three people in and doom, shut down. Yeah, it was like seriously three to five people away from being on the ride, and like we don't know when this is coming back. Like, are you fucking? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I've been here for three hours. Yeah, <laughs> I bought this fucking pass. I spent so much fucking money on this. Like, I could have booked a flight to somewhere. For what it cost me for one day. At no Disney. doubt. No doubt. Like, God. I just, 
I, I'm not knocking people that are into it. It's just not my thing. Like I've always been no. a Six Flags guy. Like I want to go on rides. Same thing. Same thing. I'd rather go to uh, what's that other park in Anaheim? Uh, uh, um, Berry Farm. Not uh, not Berry Farm. Yeah. Knott's, I'd rather go to Knott's Berry Farm and do the rides than go to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, if there's a roar in the microphone. It's my bulldog snoring. <laughs> not, Sorry not about that. <laughs> not hearing it right now. So we're good. We're Gates. good. You, you can always gate it. You know. Oh, I, mean? <laughs> uh, I don't want to do more post work. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it, it didn't pop up. It's fine. It's good. Cool. Cool. What's your days looking like? Meaning outside of staying home. <laughs> See, some, that's the question. There's there's someone outside of staying home. That's weird. Meaning, no, meaning like, oh, yeah, because, yeah, I forget. You're completely locked down in L.A. Yeah. Like, At least here we can still go out. You know what I mean? We can still, it's 25% capacity. Yeah, no, like, I, I for my birthday last night, went out for uh, Shabu Shabu, like, on a patio. Like, that's the first Ooh. restaurant. First restaurant yep. I've eaten in since October. Last time they loosened things up. I went to a bar in October because, yep. you know, my local, like, reopened. And was having their anniversary party. I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable about going out to a bar, even on a patio. But these yeah. guys have been so good to me. Like, I need to at least spend some money and like support them. Definitely, definitely. Because all these places, like Comedy Store and all that, they they might not even come back. You know what I mean? Like, even if you reopen, no revenue for what 24 months. How, how do you how do you make it? How, I mean, like- the store the store is opened and closed a couple times during this. Like mm-hmm. they were doing comedy sets in the parking lot. Okay. Yeah. But the city shut them down again. Like they're not reopening. How long, how long is your lockdown lasting for? This I mean, one? technically our stay-at-home order is over at this point, but mm-hmm. you know, we're not having any indoor dining anytime soon. Like right now, Los Angeles County has like more cases than anywhere. It's crazy because I went I went to surf and so I was in San Clemente and San Diego. And over there, it's like at night I was able to go to a bar, right? But they have to give you food. They have to give you a sandwich. They have, no, they have to charge you for a sandwich, and then you can stay in the bar. Yeah. Yeah, because restaurants are allowed to stay open, so that's how yeah. a lot of bars are getting away with it. And it was crazy because the problem, for the first time in my life surfing, the problem is like going to a beach that has pretty much available parking because everybody's, you know, everybody's not working. Yeah. So everybody's in the water surfing. You're like, even the secret spots that used to be empty, right? Now it's like even old man's in, in San Clemente, you're like, holy shit, there's 400 people in the water. You're like, God You got to watch out for someone knocking you off your fucking wave and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it was needed. No phone for 15 days. Nice. It was great. 15 I did that for like, Yeah, I did January 1st, January 16th. That's wild. It was awesome. Just me, my board, and the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> knock on wood again knock on wood. right hey you're still here right like you didn't lose a foot on the board i got all my limbs i'm good awesome <laughs> but next time if you're down because i'm thinking of probably because i have time on my hands i'm thinking of probably doing like uh 10 days a month if i can next time i head down you and i meet yeah let me know i i'm i'm a distance never- Four masks, you know what I mean? I have never surfed a day in my life, so that'll be hilarious. No, we'll, we'll, we'll go drink somewhere. Oh, okay. Well, you don't <laughs> no, want to? No, no. I, I was not. I can, if you down, I'll put you on the board. No problem. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll put me on the board and I will be in the water very quickly. 
<laughs> I was more thinking like after I surf, let's hang out. Oh, that works too. <laughs> I found this dive bar in San Clemente. That's like, it's like the double down in Vegas. Nice. Right? It's phenomenal. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> See, under normal circumstances, that's totally my jam. Now it's kind of like, that's, eh, that's a little worrying. You're like, you're like oh, mm. it's crazy because I sent one of my friends in San Diego and I sent her a picture of, look, I'm in San Clemente in a bar that's packed. Like, it's literally packed, right? And she's like, oh, that's gnarly. Like, that's dangerous. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And these people don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm on the side of the bar, you know, trying to social distance from people. I'm like, this is over. The bartender is like, open your can and give it to you. You're like, oh, did you wash your hands for the last hour? Right. In the last 10 minutes, maybe? Uh... It's like, shut up and drink. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah that, that shit's gnarly. It's just like, um, the kind of people that would go to that bar are the people you got to worry about. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like you and I said earlier, booze doesn't kill it. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, it might even make the symptoms worse. One hundred percent, and like people are just because I I have some friends who are just like I'm young and healthy, it's fine. I'm just like, doesn't matter. <laughs> I, it's not you; it's your grandma and you right. know your friend's grandma. Who knows? Well, not even your grandma. The just the dumb luck of like someone may yo you care about me, roll the dice and be fucking dead, or you may give it to someone else who may, may be fine, and give it, they may give it to someone else who may be fine. Exactly, they give it to someone else who just fucking drops dead. Snowball effect. Right. Yeah. You're thinking so small picture that you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's very narcissistic. Unfortunately, Damn. I hang out with hot people that are narcissistic sometimes. <laughs> Same. It's like, oh. Uh. <laughs> That's why we're doing this now, virtual. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why I've done like the only live, you know, in-person show I've done since fucking October. Yeah. October was the last time I did an in-person show before with Spencer Bradley and like, she had been on set where she was getting COVID tested every 24 to 48 hours. So like, yeah. And I yeah, had left a, my apartment in like two weeks. I was pretty confident we were okay. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a safe route. you know. Right. But otherwise it's like doing them all remotely. And I miss, I miss, and I've been bitching about this a bunch forever doing this in person. Cause it's just for sure. This is yeah. rad, but this is not quite the same. Yeah. We can't shot each other. You yeah. Know? It's like, ugh. but you know, too, on the other side, a lot of people, I, I pretty much reconnected a lot with people that I pretty much lost, not contact with, but, you know, we all busy and yeah. we work and thing, life happens. But since COVID, I reconnected with a lot of people like you right now, virtually, right? Yeah. And now we have like Sundays, fucking uh, uh, Zoom calls with my old friends in Europe. Like, it's, it's really weird. Oh, yeah. It's super th weird. This thing opened the door for a new way of communication. 100% hell. I got drunk dialed from a woman I haven't talked to in 20 years last night, at least for your birthday. Uh, she knew it was your birthday. She forgot it was my birthday. She was literally like <laughs> hit me up. Cause she's like, I kind of start like, you know, I, I've known this girl since at least middle school. Like, you know, but it's just someone like you know, your Facebook friends with, you're not really in contact with. Yeah. 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 And she's yeah. like, I kind of stalked your Facebook and like, no, I see that Joe, you're around a lot of sex workers and you're very sex positive. And I want to know if you knew anything about sex addiction. That's a weird pickup line. Well, I'm like, <laughs> I, I believe it exists. I don't really, I'm not a professional <clears throat> in any way, shape, or form when it comes to this shit. Yeah, like, why me? Why are you asking me? I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it was 
a drunk dial hear a friendly voice. Yeah, you're like, okay. <laughs> like, That's why we didn't see each other for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was funny. I mean, it was, it was. I mean, I was on mushrooms, so I was just like going with the flow with it. I was, nice. I was like, nice. This is fun. I, I mean, I'll, I'll pause. I decided to watch Thor Ragnarok on mushrooms last night. So I like the way you roll. Well, awesome. I, I originally was planning to watch Cats, and then got like five <laughs> minutes into Cats, and like, was not no. tripping, not tripping enough to be like, yeah, to put enjoy up. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> last night's movie selections went really silly. Like, uh, the friend I went out to dinner with came over. Like, we we both had some mushrooms, and then initially, I'm like, "Do you want to watch Enter the Void?" She's like, "What the hell is it about? Do you know that movie, Pierre?" No, I don't. No, it's a Gaspar No film. Oh, it takes place in Tokyo. The plot is Ooh. the main character is a like low level drug dealer who gets killed in the very early part of the film. And oh, the that's going to be a buzzkill. Well, but yeah. the rest of the movie is him reliving his life in non sequential order. Oh, is it like irreversible? Because uh, he did, he did. Yeah. Gaspar Noé did irreversible. It's the same thing. It's all patchwork together. Yeah, it's all very patchwork. But this is intentionally psychedelic, also. Oh, okay. Yep. It's, but murders and mushrooms don't go together. Oh, I mean, the first time I watched it was on <laughs> on shrooms because the oh, movie's shit. intentionally psychedelic because it's non sequential on how he's reliving his life and then he's floating through his friends and family's life. In the Ooh, aftermath, okay. it's really it, and it's really strange. It's really jarring at times, though. Yeah, yeah. And we started to watch that, and she's like, "This is really weird." I'm like, "I, I warned you, it was going to be very fucking weird." Um, <laughs> Gaspar Noé, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's the most he's one of the director. Like he's that dude is a maniac. Oh yeah, well, like and the fact that in Europe there's no there's no um, censorship, right? So you can in Irreversible, the rape scene with Monica Bellucci lasts 20 minutes. You need to sit through a 20-minute rape scene. No, like, it's POV. You're yeah. like, holy fuck. It's savage. Yeah, that, that, shit, that shit's absolutely savage. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some wildly uncomfortable shit in Enter the Void as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. It's two and a half hours long, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there's also some really incredible filmmaking. That, like, so Is it like the... Do you remember that movie, uh, a Serbian film? I Is never watched. I, I know I know yeah. it, but I've never seen it. That makes the human centipede look like a fairy tale. Yeah, it's not. It's not gross, uncomfortable like that. Okay. There's just some, like, just uncomfortable moments, and then there's a couple like, if it was a horror movie, it's so jarring it would be a jump scare. It's just like, okay, yeah, that sort of sudden change at times. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it, it's interesting. And we started to watch that, and she's just like, five, six minutes into it, like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not nope, into nope, it. Nope. I'm not into it. How about the Big Lebowski? Uh, well, we then moved over to <laughs> to Euro Trip. Oh, dude, it's a great movie. It's uh, awesome. I love that movie. I love Euro Trip. It's awesome. It's uh, awesome. But then she's like, uh, I don't like how the mushrooms are hitting me. I'm going to just go home and like ride it out there. I'm like, yeah, cool. Like I'm, cool. you know, I would much rather you feel safe and secure at home than like, have yeah. a, you know, like freak out here. <laughs> Cause you're going to make me freak out. It's my birthday. So yeah. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually felt like I have it. Cause when she, like I'm like texting you to get home. She got home and she's like, I'm good. And then like, she kept talking to me. Like, she's like, this is just not being a great trip. And like, 
trying to talk it through and I'm like, uh, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but, um, but I'm going to hang up. <laughs> like, well, it was all text. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like it's hard to one, the keys are starting to move. So it's, this is hard to fucking type Two, I'm glad you're home and safe and you'll be fine. Like, Hit me if you really need anything, but thank you for a lovely evening. I'm going to go back to my trip now. See ya. Yeah, like yeah. I don't mean to be a dick, but it's like uh, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not coping with your stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm just I I, want, I would like to you know, go back to not trying to inebriately like babysitting you remotely. What is your favorite way to ingest mushrooms? Do you do teas? Do you oh, no, just, I just chew them raw? I just fucking chew them raw. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I found that the the, the tea part is very is is different. Is it when you? Yeah, it's 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 because you know sometimes when you eat it, you have a a stomach reaction because it's you know it's it's poisonous mushrooms or whatever. Like the tea eliminates that; it goes straight to your liver and it processes it and done, and it also kicks in faster. Does it the heat the heat of the tea? hmm. Does uh, does it last as long? To be honest, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a different, it's a different coming up. Uh, yep. It's uh, more instant. I, I may have to try it um next time. I'm 2020, like I've probably done more psychedelics that, in the last year than I had in the last like 10 or 15. And you know that it's good for you. They're oh. microdosing, you know, there's a lot of people oh, now no, that I, get I, off. I'm very much macro dosing. Yeah. Yep, same here. No, no micro here. No, no, no. no. You, you, you're macro. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I had an eighth last night just for me. Oh, holy fuck! <laughs> that's when you talk to dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's part of the reason I was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna go." Like, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, another one of my friends like texted me like, oh, "I hope your birthday's going well," and I'm like, I tried to text him back, and I'm like. Yeah, that's just not happening. I would just record on my phone, like, hey, oh, yeah, thank you for like helping me have an awesome birthday. Um, keyboard not working so great. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah, there's a couple of months back, I saw a Joe Rogan experience with a guy that's a he's an expert in psychedelics and he has a very special ritual. He takes 11 grams by himself. And go into his bedroom completely blacked out, no sound, nothing, and he just lays there. That's that's a journey. Yeah, eleven grams is a little, a little over three eighths. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. an ounce is an ounce is twenty three grams. Right, it's, uh, oh, it's yeah. uh, three point five half gram. an ounce. Yeah, that's like you meet your maker. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And the fact that you go into a black room, like imagine doing that much mushroom and go into an immersion tank, like a floating tank. I drown. Right? I find a way to drown I'll, in there. I'll, I'll be dead. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I'll become the shark in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. And no. apparently he, he, he claims that it's a, it's a life-changing experience. I can imagine. <laughs> like, yeah, bro, for sure. Like, I, I've been lucky Just, to like, you know, not to have a bad trip in oh, yeah. any recent Thank memory God. and like you know at least when you know when i'm doing about what i do now like even if i have some negative thoughts popping in my head i just go you're gonna be fine you're just, yeah, just three three four or five grams it's it's a good trip yeah 
But anything over that, you are a maniac. Yeah. Well, and like I've had some friends who are like, oh, you're regularly doing apes. You should just do two apes, just powered. Go Oof. see God. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Just, just hearing that gives me goosebumps. Yeah. You know like, what I mean, like, I'm like, no. No, I like, no, I, I don't know if I should look because, you know, I fairly regularly, I'm, yeah, I guess it is fairly regularly now. I fairly regularly trip just by myself. Like, I'll just, you know, yeah. do, do an eighth and like, Watch some movies, relax, sweat it out a little mm-hmm. bit. Definitely. Yep. Like the idea of like doing that without a Sherpa seems like a bad plan. Yeah, it's the ayahuasca or DMT. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you're on your own. Oh. Yeah, like I, I the, you know, to do fucking to it to do seven grams would be like God. This dude does eleven. The, Ten to eleven grams. I'm like, bro. Phew. Yeah. See, we once again we had a break because our brains are like processing the trip. You're like, oh my god, yeah, yeah no I, way, no, no way. way. I mean, definitely not without like a whole camera set up on me. Ooh. That's like, ah. well, two <laughs> uh, two or three trips ago, like I went into my bathroom and like the lighting in my bathroom, at least while I was tripping, hit me like. I was lit like a stage play. <laughs> like the one light on you. Yeah, like, yeah. Just like, boom. And I just started monologuing into my mirror, which technically at that point, I'm just talking to myself, but I was treating it like a monologue. Like <laughs> I was performing just to the, yeah, it was just like. For like two hours. I, it was definitely. <laughs> full set. I mean, it was definitely like a good 30 minutes of like me just, just bullshitting into the mirror. Like, and I'm like, and you you've probably experienced this where like I feel like I'm having the most profound thoughts right now. And then like <laughs> you stop for a second, like, no, I am just rambling. No, I am just, just rambling just, bullshit. Just, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you know what? Mushrooms is something it's 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 amazing. Uh, it's it, amazing. It is, it is. Uh, and like I'm happy that I have like a regular connect for them. So like that's cool. Yeah, you know. So apparently uh, now Colorado, uh, at least Denver, and also Portland is completely illegal. Like they have mushroom shops. Oh, much. I mean all of Oregon like decriminalized. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. And I think also like you can now you can have cocaine on you. Like you're like yeah, it's, it's like a fifty. It's like a fifty dollar fine. Yeah, if you have an eight ball. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean that. that could be rough if like you're really a cokehead where are you going to get 50 bucks to pay that fine because it's going to more cocaine <laughs> no doubt no doubt <laughs> although i'm glad those years are over <laughs> oof, oof. yeah I, I don't know at this point why we still have prohibition on shit like this like for sure who is who are you to tell me what i can put into my body right. it's pretty much like like the dutch you know the the dutch government was like well it's simple as long as you don't hurt anyone you can do whatever the fuck you want, yeah. as long as you don't become an idiot, right? So in a way, I I, I agree with that. I, it's my body, my temple. I do whatever the fuck I want with it. Yep, I desecrate it often. I don't, <laughs> I don't drive. I don't punch people. I'm cool. I'm just in my house doing mushrooms. Right. What do you want from me? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I just <laughs> want to have some cinematic experiences with friends while I'm doing it. Yes, like Anthony Bourdain used to say, uh, life is a roller coaster. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, poor Dan. That's I know. Still such a fucking bummer. Like, I know. Yeah, you, know, you know, someone has some demons going on where, like, the man is living what I would be considered. I would consider from the outside to be an ideal life. Yeah, like traveling the world, enjoying food, people. But you know, what you see on camera is never what you really like. You said you're alone in your bathroom. You talk to yourself. What's going on? You know. Yeah. Well, and on top of it, it's just like, it's all curated. It's like social media being like, you see your friends on social media and being like, oh, they're living this awesome life. That is Mm -hmm. all fucking curated. Yep. Yep. Him alone by himself is not that person. No. Him alone by himself. To give you an example, like uh, the last European tour we did, uh, Linkin Park was the headliner and we were playing right before them. So many, many dates, we were in dressing rooms. And Chester was there, Shinoda was there. And we got back from Europe. And next thing you know, he killed himself. And I'm like, I saw that dude the entire summer. Like, he was anything but depressed, right? Same thing with Chris Cornell. Like, those three dudes were the life of the party, in a way, from what you were able to see from the outside. But no. Yeah, it's just, you never know. And like, I've talked to other entertainers, performers about like when you hit a certain level, I could Mm -hmm. definitely see that shit being fucking rough and isolating. It's lonely. Yeah. 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 Because also at one point I can tell you firsthand, uh, I work with big headliners that pretty much off tour dates. They just stay in their hotel room. They don't talk to anyone. They're alone because you live with 50 people 24 seven in a bus. Right. So when you have a moment to yourself, well, you enjoy it. But some of them take it to the extra mile. They just close everything down. Well, and it's, I, it's, it's gnarly. Isolation, right? Yeah, and I, I can understand why. Like, you go out in public and then you get bothered. You don't get everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also, your interpersonal relationships could suffer because you don't know who you can fucking trust. Exactly. Everybody is kind of your friend because you are a rock star, you know? Yeah. That you are celebrity. Who do you you call when you need someone? Yeah. Yeah. And like the people that you know you may have known back in the day, you don't really know them anymore. So you exactly. Yeah. And the people that are in your staff and your crew, they get a paycheck, so they're not going to be very transparent because if they're transparent, hey, you need to stop doing this because you're going to die. You might lose your job. Right. Right. So there's a whole bunch of factors, but some of them are very very lonely. Yeah, I, I definitely can see it. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like, it's so crazy. Like, the American dream is like, and the modern American dream is monetary and fame. Yep. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. That is the the modern American dream. Like, it's not to have your own home and have a stable workplace for your family. That's not making Mm -hmm. it anymore. That's not good enough. Yeah. 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 Friends, people you can rely on. Right. Right. A hand when you're down, that hand is right there. I can call you at 6 a.m. Be like, dude, I need you. Right. You're here. Right? Like, I'm like, where are we moving this body? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's that's success right, right there. <laughs> right, but if you're if you're fucking at that level, like, who do you call at that point? True, true. And it, it, yeah, it's definitely could be fucking wildly isolating, and it's people just seem to see the you know create. Uh, cur- yeah, 
curated life. I can talk. I swear. Um, it's a flashback from last night. <laughs> uh, see the curated life and don't see that like, oh, there's a real person behind this. Like when motherfuckers just say random hurtful things just to try to get someone's attention on social yeah. media or some shit. It's like, that's another human being you are talking to. Definitely. Definitely. That has feelings. You know? yeah. and, and plus on top of that, when you add substance abuse and all that, you're like, oh my God. Well, and in a lot of those cases, I feel like the substance abuse is trying to fill the holes that like it's coping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a coping mechanism for yep. what, yep. you know, especially music has the holes music has provided and created. It's a, Definitely. It, Definitely. It, it's just like, it's a big monster. It it is it is it one hundred percent is. I mean, it's why you know you see so many fucking very talented musicians like burn out. And, oh my god, the dude from Stone Temple uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, Scott Wilde. Yeah, he died in his bunk on the parking lot of a Walmart. That's your legacy. You know what I mean? Like, holy fuck. Or, I mean, Lane Stanley, they found his body two weeks after he OD'd and died. Yeah. God. Oh. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It, but uh, every night you have to perform in front of 60,000 people. You know? Right. And, like, you can't have an off day. No. No, because you have press. Or you have you have to fly. Or, you know, and it's like that for 18 months. Right. Well, and I, I meant, like, you can't even have, like, a day where, like, being a working creative is like the only fucking job where if you're a little under the weather or you're like just you're not in the right headspace, you can't just phone it in. If you're oh, yeah, working, you can't be like, I'm not going on stage tonight. Well, right. there's 60,000 people here. Right. Or, you know, you work at a fucking Amazon factory. Mm -hmm. You could do that job on autopilot. You know, you could have other Definitely. shit going on and like, yeah, you may not be doing quite the high metrics at Amazon's, but you could still show up and perform under most circumstances. Fact. You yeah. can autopilot. You're, you just, you can't do that as a working creative. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts, man. I'm telling you like, and, and once again, we go back to for the last right now, it's been a year full, almost a full year. Like all these people had to have a reality check. Yeah. Like, you know, like, are you still relevant? Are you? If you don't push it on social media, people will forget about you, right? Yeah, because so you have another monster coming in. Yeah, I'm like, I couldn't imagine if you were able to cope with major celebrity, being able to cope with not being a major celebrity all of a sudden. Yeah, like, you're completely you're you're irrelevant. Yeah, completely. I I don't know how like that that's another monster right there like, yeah because imagine like you said if you had if you had issues internally being a, a giant celebrity and now you're kind of like nothing because nobody cares yeah what is that doing to your mental health illness yeah know? like oh i used to i used to be afraid of going out in public because people would mom me now yeah. no one even recognizes me nobody like, cares yeah you just launched a podcast and nobody watched it yep like you know what i mean that's got to be a giant blow to the ego too <sighs> reality check yeah. but it's the full reset you know it's like everybody made their own like you and i probably did you have to readdress yourself and okay how am i going to move forward and what are going to be my next 10 years if if you don't have that strength you're like okay well i'm just gonna do drugs you know what i mean yeah uh -huh. like whew. 
Drugs cost money too. <laughs> <laughs> like a Manson. Yeah. Oh fucking dude. Dude, where where is that gonna go? Oh well I don't I don't believe in cancel culture like I No. But I one hundred percent think that I've I've had to work shows with Manson and he was mm-hmm. a piece of shit. We were on tour with him multiple times or following his tours and whatnot. It's it's hard. I even some of our crew guys used to be in his crew and the stories are you thought my tour stories were cool listen to their tour stories oh it's like you it's like touring with charles manson it's just you know it's 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 out of control yeah i I can only imagine i only had to do one one gig with him i was the head of security at the ace theater when uh manson played there in 2015 yeah and And that was also like that's when he went deep into the oh he was such a fucking nightmare to deal with yeah like his crew his crew were the coolest fucking people yeah, because I think they have to compensate, right? Yeah. Because you deal with someone that is so out there that you need to be nice to the promoters and the staff yeah. because otherwise they're going to kick you out. You know what I mean? Like, Well, and also, like, you're dumb if you're being mean to fucking the security. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Th- that's the last people you want to fucking piss off when you're doing a show because it's our job to keep you safe. And if exactly. you piss us off, we'll be like, looking the other way, man. Done. Good luck. Good luck with that fan coming on you right now. Yep. Oh, I mean, that, that night was an absolute shit show in the first place. On top I'm of Manson sure. being a nightmare, someone from one of the openers had posted their laminate on social media. Like, oh, night or two ago. So there were fake laminates. Rule number one. <laughs> Never do that. Never post a picture of a fucking laminate. Yeah. There, was a fake, there were fake laminates in the crowd. Yeah. This dude, you know, showed up in like, kind of a disheveled suit and said he was from some label I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. It turns out that was the guy selling the fake laminates. That's and, how the, the Dimebag Daryl shit happened. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that, that guy just that jumped, kid, jumped the fucking barricade. Yeah, but he came he came in during the day to me because he claimed that, you know, the the he had a song that Dimebag wrote and it was his song, whatever. Yeah. And security kicked him out. They should have, the only thing he was asking is like, I just want to talk to him to address the issue. No, they kicked him out. He came back with a vengeance. Well, right? they, they had also fucked him up in Cincinnati like six months earlier. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, hell, if the Cincinnati staff had pressed charges instead of just fucking him up, it might have been... That, exactly. Exactly. But, yep. you know, not since 2020. But, yeah, this dude was selling fake laminates. Uh, like, the crew got wind that there were fake laminates, like, gave us as security staff a heads up. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, the security contractor I was working for at the time did not give me the same staff all the time. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know if you've ever been to the theater downtown LA. I did. Yep. Okay. Like nobody during a performance enters the stage from the stage. Like, cause you know, mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. go from backstage. Yep. And it was, it was a hard seat. It's a hard seated venue. Like um, golden voice, you know, put a barricade up, but there's still, it's hard seated. Yeah. Some guy, Flashed one of the fake laminates, and one of my guys led him up on stage from the stage. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then... That's a security breach. Yeah, Done. security breach. Like That could have gone so fucking bad. Yeah. You know, thankfully, it just ended up being some cool... You know, Some guy had an amazing story like, I bought these fake laminates, and I got backstage at Marilyn Manson. Yeah, great. 
It could have been the Bataclan in Paris all over again. Right, exactly. You know I mean? Or, you know I mean, I, I ended up 86 in the car. I still have one of the fake uh, laminates. I kept one when I 86 yeah. somebody. Damn. Because I'm telling like, you. you know, we're trying to get people out of the aisles because it's a hard seat show. People are treating it like a metal show, like a regular mm -hmm. metal show, and they're in the aisles. And like, Yo, back to your seat. He's like, oh, I don't have a yep. seat. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have a seat? I got this. I'm like, let me see that. Well, oh, time for you to go. That's why you don't have a seat. That's why you don't have a seat, because yeah. <laughs> you, you ain't supposed to fucking be here. I kicked yeah. out. He's like, can I keep the laminate? I'm like, no. Why yeah, would like, I give on. you back a way for you to try to sneak back into the venue? With a different guy, yeah. you know? Like, or someone who doesn't know what the fuck's going. Like, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Like, be happy I didn't call the police. I'm telling you, tour, sec tour security changed since Paris. Since Paris happened, uh, tour security changed a whole bunch. Like, a whole bunch. It should. It's crazy now. Everybody is on alert all the time. There should be. There should have been yeah. in the first place. Because at the yep. end of the day, you don't want a bunch of people that are making $12 an hour making life or death decisions for people. For sure. 100%. 100%. Yep. Like, I had Multiple to times, the, the, big, the big headliners have their own head of security. And when we get to a venue, the security takes over, right? Right. And they have security briefing and blah, blah. Pretty much they tell you how to work. Right. Pretty much. These are our policies. Whatever your, your foreman told you, it doesn't, it doesn't work with us. We have our own camp rules. And that's the only way right now. Because otherwise, like you said, Joe Schmo here, that's, um, uh, how do you call it? Temp. He's a temp. Yep. Security on the weekends. He doesn't know. He doesn't care. He'd get paid 12 bucks for six hours. Goodbye. Yeah, right? Exactly. And, you know, as the guy who's like, I'm, the, you know, the site manager for the security contractor I'm working for, like, I got to work with whoever they fucking send me. Yeah. And it yep. was fucking rough sometimes. Like, I, I had to argue tooth and nail about Manson. Because mm -hmm. normally the Ace doesn't normally host those types of shows. Yeah, it's a small venue. It's a small venue. It's a, it's 1,200 hard seated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... There's generally no barricade there because it's like blues and like blues and older crowd performances and like you know Sundance doing Next Fest and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when I found out Golden Voice had Manson playing there, I'm like, uh. And that that also shows something like remember when we were kids, that dude was packing arenas and stadiums worldwide on his own. Yeah. Now if he sells out, if he sells out House of Blues. It's an achievement. That's like, at what point do you tell yourself, maybe it's time to just live on my legacy and quit, right? Yeah. Because it's also for the ego, right? You used to pack Wembley Arena on your own, and now you play a 1,200 seat Slayer used to open for you. Slayer exactly. had to open for Manson when they were on tour together. Exactly. Exactly. So that also for the ego has to be hard to swallow. Yeah, well, and, like, I didn't know if it was on the decline or if he, like, for whatever reason, wanted to do an intimate show. Oh, but, yeah, probably, yeah. Yep. But it was still, like, why? Why is this not at the Fonda? Why is this not at, like, yeah. another smaller mm -hmm. L.A. venue that's not, like, not hard-seated? Yeah. yeah. But I, like, because normally when you do, you know, at the time when, as part of the security detail there, it was, like, it was a suit-and-tie security detail, like, yeah, because it's a theater. It's yeah, it's it's, it's like you said. It's award shows, yeah. you know, film festivals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. It's like, like let's go rage. Right. Arr. Like <laughs> I I had to like convince the management. Like, can you let us show up in fucking you know polos and fucking like normal venue security? 
<laughs> it's not Lady Gaga acoustic. Right. It's Manson. Right. I'm like, and we need a fucking barricade. We need a fucking barricade. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. okay. But like Golden Voice still cut my fucking number of staff that I requested. And we had a bunch of people that like, because it's a hard seated show, very fucking angry that like they paid hundreds of dollars for front row tickets. And we had yeah. people in the aisles rushing the barricade because we just Definitely. didn't have enough staff to. To handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And you put booze into people an hour in, you're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's over. I mean that 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 venue. I mean, I I really enjoyed working there, but that venue was a security nightmare for any rowdy show because mm-hmm. they uh, they also had like uh, some Mountain Dew like skate uh, festival every year, mm-hmm. and like one of my guys got nailed in the face of the fucking beer can that was actually meant for me, but you're like dodge it. I did. I, like, I barely saw the peripheral vision, like, whoop, and one of my guys caught it in the face. Uh, <laughs> but it was just like, I had to talk to, like, the catering at the bars. I'm like, we can't serve beers in full cans anymore. Yeah, like, just give them plastic glasses. Yeah, you got to pour it in a plastic cup. Like, I know it's... Yeah, but it's, it's, not, it's not eco-friendly. Yeah. So there's but, a beer in the face. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have a guy who's getting stitches because... and like Exactly. Especially, especially for a that tall, show. A tall boy. Yeah. Well, because we threw out the the founder of Thrasher. Oh yeah, I see. Because <laughs> uh, we were doing a screening of some skate movie, and he's just like throwing popcorn at people and being a drunk dick, like during the screening. We're like, "Sir, you gotta chill." And he's mm-hmm. still doing it. like, "Okay, you gotta go." And like some other dudes like walking with us, and it's just like, "Come on, guys, don't you know who this is?" And like, I don't care. Yeah, I give him a warning. You right. didn't respect it. You're out. All right, done. Like he's negatively impacting like the show for other people, and that show was crazy. Like we pulled fucking a steak knife off someone as they're coming in. Like just all sorts, you know. It's, <laughs> it's a bunch of skater kids. Dude, steak knives, wrenches, you. like holy shit! That reminds me of a story. We were in Moscow, and it was the first leg of a European tour. And the first day, it's a Moscow show, and then we uh, we trained to uh, Saint Petersburg. At the end of the show, the security at the venue had a box of whatever they picked. Because in Moscow, every you enter the venue, you have the fucking metal detectors and all that. And every guy that passes, so they have boxes at the bar that what they collected that night. Dude, there was a machete. There's a dude that came to a show that he probably paid a ticket for with a machete. I'm like, what do you do in Moscow in the winter with a machete already? It's not the jungle, right? But that's just, that was the, I was like, there's a, there's a guy that came to a show with a machete. Just in case there was a fight. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's so bad. And that's what I like. Yeah. Like you said, show security has to be anal as fuck. They do. Sorry, my friend. Sorry, my French. Oh, whatever. Like, I give a fuck. <laughs> well, and the, the problem is, like, venue security has to be anal as fuck, but also needs to be flexible. Exactly. Because yeah. you can't, you know, I, I was working a uh, David Lynch Foundation event at the Ace. Tim Robbins brought three girls backstage when he didn't have, you know, escort privileges. Am mm-hmm. I really going to tell Tim Robbins, no, you can't bring three girls backstage? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And on the same note, 
complete different uh, matter, but like me, when I'm at a venue and you see me or you saw me passing in front of you 14 times and 14 times you asked me for my laminate and it's 2 p.m. I'm like, bro, can you just remember this or, you know, this facial recognition, right? I work. I don't have time to get stopped or whatnot, right? My radio is bleeping. I need to go there. I have no time for you to stop me. But let I, me. I, I, I'll argue with you on that. Just on this one point, that security being responsible that you still have your laminate, making yeah. sure that you actually still have it. True, true. That's a, that's a, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, but you know when you're in the heat of the moment and you well, work, no, no, no. I mean, you're trying to work too. Like it, it's like holy shit. Yeah, it, I totally get that. I'm like, I would have probably just waved you through, but if security being responsible, they want to make sure that you still have control of your laminate. Mm-hmm. Too so it, to be I, to be here, yeah. yeah. Like well, or that that like someone else hasn't like pe- look. You know, we all hear horror stories of someone else passing off their laminate to get someone else backstage that shouldn't be there. Yeah, and definitely. It's like, oh, oh, I've mm-hmm. seen PR fourteen times. I know he's good. Oh, here's someone else who flashed the laminate. Oh, go on through. Definitely. Yeah. And then and you're the, the stalker that wants to kill the singer. Right. And then like <laughs> they had Pierre's laminate. Like you, exactly. You didn't even realize that you <laughs> lost it somewhere. Even mm-hmm. if you weren't involved, like, yep, yep. So, like, I I get that it sucks, but I get that. You're right. Like venue security, touring security in general is is a, it's a nightmare. Oh yeah. And yeah, props yeah. to our props to our security guys. Like they do an amazing job. Like and you also got to do it with like very little ego. We were doing um also part of that like skater series that whole weekend. Um, Kendrick Lamar and Schoolboy Q were playing. Mm-hmm. And they were smoking weed in the green room. You know, the Ace is a yep. historical yep. fucking building. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hundred years old. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and one of my guys went into the green room like, "Yo, you guys got to put it out." Do you know how well that, that went over? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go tell Kendrick Lamar in his own town that he can't smoke weed in his own venue that he's performing at. Yeah, yeah, that went over like a fucking. I had to go in there and like. Don't worry about it, guys. My guy was wrong. Like, I don't worry about it. Don't, you know, like you guys are more than like, and I, cause I talked to the theater manager. He's like, we'll just charge their label for damages, whatever. Yeah. And, like, and like, but you also later in that night, that same guard got into a verbal altercation with Kendrick's manager. So he was on edge. That guy was on edge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was like schoolboy Q said, fuck the security from stage. Like, Mm, that's a no-go right there already it, it was already like it was already hostile and then i don't know how it escalated but i walked up on it like kendrick's manager being like fuck you i'll kill you to like one of my guys and you know the guy who is actually was another supervisor from another site like so he's and i'm like just walk away man just mm-hmm. like I'm, he's like what there you go and he was pissed off at me he's like how the fuck do you not have my back on that shit you heard him threaten me i'm like what do you hope to accomplish here? Yeah, your security, he's the headliner. What are you going to do? He's the headliner's manager. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even more, even worse. Yeah. He's the one that can be like, you know what? We cancel tonight. Yeah. Like, we have insurance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you hope to accomplish here? Like, we're going to try to 86 Kendrick Lamar's manager? Yeah. We're going to fight this dude? No way. Right. He has like, a whole bunch. Yeah, no. We're going to make problems for the theater, like, and lose the contract? You're right. Sometimes being a better man is the way to go. Yeah, and like, okay, this dude threatened you. If it was a credible threat, we'd deal with it. But he is yeah. 
just hot and talking shit. That's why I'm just telling you to walk away. Mm-hmm. Because the best case scenario of that continues, you lose your job. For sure. And you will never work in security ever again. I mean, he'd work in security again, but he definitely would never work this venue again. Yep. It would yep. it would be a whole fucking to do. Like And you also on, on the other side, you're short one hand. Right. So Yeah, it's one hundred percent you know useless. Yeah. Yep. Walk away. And that's the, the, the problem with a lot of security is they're just like, oh, I got a uniform. You have to respect me. And like, they don't know how to comprehend like when someone, they don't know what to do when someone isn't just immediately mm-hmm. respectful because they're in uniform. It's like, it's like the mall cop syndrome. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you have to gauge the situation and like critically think about what you're doing here. Like, yeah, Facts. it fucking sucks that like this dude just threatened you. And, like, is being a piece of shit. I wasn't particularly happy that, like, the opening act said fuck security from the stage, which has made our job so much fucking worse. Exactly. The whole night, it's tension. You know well, what I mean? the whole night, it's tension. And also, like, the fans were ignoring us. Like, just... Mm-hmm. It's a pushing, hard seat. Pushing. Pushing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a hard seat venue. You have people sitting on the backs of the chairs in, like, this classic theater fucking just blazing blunts. But you know, in a way, that's the promoter's fault. Why do you put this into that theater? You can go to the Palladium or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, because they block off that part of Broadway, like Pepsi. Oh, it's a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. That whole part of yep. Broadway, and yep. the Ace, the Ace wants to be hip and cool, so for sure, for sure, they need to pay the bills. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, yeah, we got through the night, but it was still like, it it was much more difficult than it needed to be, and some of that was our fault. Mm-hmm. It's it's always you know every case is a case by case scenario. You can't generalize. On, on tour, every day is a new day. Even though there's a routine and a schedule and shit's gonna happen, you you're prepared for that. Security should always be on your side. Meaning, that's a it's a you know it's just, it should, should be obvious. It is for the the bands that say fuck security or you know like because they kick someone off the stage. Well, most likely it's for your safety because who knows who's going to stage dive, right? Right? Don't turn around and be like, "Fuck you guys!" I'm going. You're going to lose your job because then that guy's not going to care. And next thing you know, you get stabbed. Yeah. Well, and the, the problem is for a lot of promoters, security is just a line item and not mm-hmm. a real concern. Like that's your first line of defense, right? <laughs> you you have I know years ago guys that were working at the Fonda for like ten dollars an hour. Oof. Oof. You're not going to risk your life for ten dollars an hour. No, facts. No, I mean I wasn't going to risk my life for the amount of money I was making, and I was, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, we forcibly had to eject some people sometimes, mm-hmm. and I was always of the opinion that we're just going to bring overwhelming force to the situation. I'm not just going to try to fight a dude myself. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're going to come with five dudes. Right. This job, <laughs> this job does not provide insurance. So I'm not going to yeah. do anything where I'm potentially going to do this night as a, at a loss. There's no workers' comp. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, there's workers' comp, but I would have probably had to fight my fucking boss for it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I got stabbed, sir. I got stabbed last right. night. Like one, oh, of my, no, one, one, of, one of my guys. You're on your own, man. <laughs> yeah, one of my guys caught a beer can to the fucking face. He definitely needed stitches. And like, it was just like, mm-hmm. fuck. All right. Uh, yeah, it's the good you're taken care of. But it was still like the idea of like, oh, hey, you're going to pay. Someone who's 
supposed to actually keep someone safe. The equal amount that you would pay. Yeah, the bartender. The bar, le, yeah, less than the bartender, or, or less. Yeah, yeah less than yeah. the fucking bartender. Because the bartender makes tips. Yeah, the bartender makes guards don't. Right. <laughs> or and that's the thing. That's also where you do get security guards taking tips mm-hmm. because they're not compensated enough, mm-hmm. and people could bribe their way through fucking doors. Oh, for sure. Here's here's two hundred bucks to get me to that backstage area. Yeah. We had a guy. I mean, he. Thankfully, got fired, and they actually pressed charges against him. We were working like a beauty con in like in fifteen, and that that was like the first year of beauty con. The organizers organized it fucking poorly. There was lines wrapping around the convention center we were at, and my one of the guys on the loading dock took it upon himself to just like start bringing people in for like fifty bucks a head. Letting them Oof. cut the line for like 50 bucks a head, just like right in. Oof. That's exactly the scenario that you don't want to happen because right. that's when shit happens. Period. Yeah. Period. Guys making like 12, 13 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, yeah. Yeah. He, he made two grand, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was his last gig. What you, but he, it was his, also his first gig. Yeah. Because yep. they just, you know, they need more people for that gig than, like, the company regularly had on staff. Mm-hmm. So they just brought on a bunch of people like, oh, you got a guard card? Cool. And a pulse? Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was on I was on a movie set a couple of years back that was shooting in Vegas. And at night, because they had base camp that was staying, you know, uh, open at night, they had this agency that was employing retirees for security. <laughs> And uh, one day I get to set early. It was like 3 a.m. for a call time at 4, whatever. The security dude was sleeping in his car. And I'm like, guys, next to you, there's 200 grand worth of camera gear right there. Like, literally. And you're sleeping in your car. Yeah. Like, at one point, when you want to save cost, you can perform the the duty of the job properly. Yeah. Simple math. You don't hire a 72-year-old man to do night watch on a movie set. Right. <laughs> like common sense. Okay, you're saving money, but whatever. <laughs> it's like securities in your insurance policy. Like, yeah, you excuse don't... me. Like, and I walked in, anybody could have walked past them, get to the trailer. Oh, fucking camera truck. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Red camera, oh, Alexis yeah. everywhere, lens that yay high. Like, you're like, dude. You were sleeping for two hours. This lens is probably worth more than that dude's car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but you know what? All this is all this is gone now. So for now, for now. I mean, eventually. <laughs> I know. Eventually, it's going to be back, but it's still like it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird, and unfortunately, like I don't think the trend in security is going to is going to change. I think it's going to be continued yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that's going to change a lot is the, the people are going to be so excited to be able to go out and see a show that they're going to go a wire. Oh, yeah. They're going to lose themselves. Everybody's going to fuck everywhere. Like it's going to be gnarly. Yep. Yep. It's going to be the first mush pit coming back to the business. It's going to be fucking the wall of death. Yeah. It's going to be fucking brutal. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be fucking brutal at the, at the bar. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not getting in that pit. I'm not doing it. Too oh, long. no. Oh, by then we'll probably retire. You'll be a famous YouTuber and I'll be just running OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> One could wish, but I don't think that's happening either. I don't. You never know. You never know, but I don't think hey. that's going to be the case. I just want to be able to see you and have a shot with you one day soon. Soon. Definitely. <laughs> but on that note, Pierre, we're actually going to call last call on this motherfucker so we can get out of here. Matt, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I've known you for over a decade. I so know. Let's Fuck. do the, 10 more to come. Fuck yeah. Where can they find you on things like the social? Uh, at, SBV, at SBV Media on Instagram and uh, at Lady Killer TV on Twitter and Instagram and pretty soon in a TV near you. Fuck. Yeah. Pierre, it's been a fucking pleasure. And Same as always, here, Matt. You, you rule. Can, thank you. Thank you. As always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink and then Now We Drink on store on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. A fucking man. <laughs>